0: Welcome to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Gio, and I'm joined by just Johnny. Hey. How are you doing? I'm doing good. You're doing you good? Doing? You're feeling good? Everybody?
1: I'm
0: feeling great. I'm feeling great. Is... I'm looking fabulous. You are definitely looking fabulous. Yeah. Fabuloso. <laughs> <laughs> this is our first episode of the new year. Happy new year. Happy new year.
1: Happy new year. <laughs> it's the future. 2020. Wait, the future? Uh, Yeah. Cyberpunk, right? Is it
0: 2020? It's set in 2020. Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And it is officially 2020. It is officially 2021. We are also officially very old.
0: Well, speak for yourself. Um, (laughs) If this is the first time you're listening to the show from switchrpg.com, where we bring you the latest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. This week, we're talking about the upcoming Pokemon Direct, which is actually happening tomorrow as we record this. So today is the 8th. It's it's like think...
1: twelve, uh,
0: a little over twelve hours from now. For now, so I mean, we're gonna do a little bit of sort of predictiony type of stuff. This but will be
1: a twelve-hour podcast <laughs> followed by the Nintendo Direct, which we will live.
0: Oh man, it just it just thinks that they just couldn't abide by our schedule. Yeah. Um. So, but we have we have a ton of news to discuss. Uh, but first, what are you playing? Are you sure that's first? Um, I see a segment zero. Segment normally, zero. I, normally
1: we count. We start counting at zero.
0: Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> we actually recently had a uh, AMA with Dead Mage Studios on uh-huh. our Discord server. Um, they are the developers for Children of Morta. Went very well. They were really, really good. They had, um, I think, four members of their team of twenty-five. I didn't realize they were that big, uh, to be honest with you. So they have. Uh, four members. They also discussed that they're working on their next game, which is a uh, kind of a Japanese inspired game, uh, turn based game. This uh, is
1: in addition to the DLC stuff that they In have addition
0: played. to the, So they have okay. a few guys still working on the Children of Morta stuff. Their team size is 25? 25. Yep. Wow. Yeah. I didn't, like I said, I didn't think it was that big. And they're based out of. They have a lot of members in Iran. Um, and then they also have members. Uh, they're based out of Texas. Yep. Um, so.
1: Good place to start a business, Texas.
0: (laughs) Texas. Uh, So, yeah, they have a team of 25, and they're working on a game called Tales of Ronin, which is basically a samurai turn-based RPG.
1: Oh, not a Tales of game. Okay.
0: Not a Tales of Game. No, <laughs> not not a Tales of Game. Um, but that went really well. You can find the uh, the transcript on our website at switchrpg.com. And we actually have a couple of other ones that we're trying to get in the works here. I'm not gonna a
1: couple more AMAs.
0: Couple of more AMAs. Um, yeah. I'm not gonna divulge what they are, but look keep an eye on things. Yeah. Um, it's oh, a secret to everyone. Secret to everyone, but know that more is coming. Uh, and then I wanted to shout out to our patrons: Hedge Knight, Mike, DJ Atkins, Michael C, and Sequel Violist. I said it right. You got it right. I said it right because he confirmed it. He did well. Yeah, he's like Gio. This is how you say you dummy. And uh, yeah, so Sequel Violist, all those guys. Uh, thank you very much.
1: He is a database programmer that listens to music, preferably classical violin. Wait.
0: Are you just uh, saying that because of his name?
1: Yeah, well, I have one for <laughs> DJ Atkins, so I, I got to <laughs> give one for
0: <laughs> All right, so, you, okay, I, I see what you're doing. I see what yeah. you're doing. Uh, now, can we discuss what you're playing? Yes, we can. Oh, I just want to make sure you're we hit
1: the order. You're
0: stickler for, for the order. You know, we can bounce around. You know, yeah. the, Everything's kind of flowing around there here. There is flow. There is flow.
1: There is lots of flow. Uh, so, I finished a bunch of games, even more stuff uh, from last time. So, I finished Halo Reach. And I can confirm, Halo Reach is shh.
0: It's no not good. So good. Okay, yes. Let's so uh, let's. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't want to get the bleep machine out, but yeah. okay.
1: Uh, you know, and I took a look back at the uh, critic ratings because after playing, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah all right. This this feels like a, a very low eights, high sevens kind of game. Uh, like very much phoned in. I mean, I would score it lower than that, <laughs> but I'm kind of thinking like
0: that's what it, the, that the they game con- had more okay.
1: Praise. No, no, no. This game it's like sixes, right? Fives and sixes? No, it's averaging like 91 Whoa. on like Metacritic. Wow.
0: 90
1: or 91.
0: You are a tough critic. You're Bro, really tough to please.
1: I am not tough. Uh, you're, a tough you're tough to please. Amazing, amazing games. And that's not one of them? No, absolutely not. Like okay. I, I can think of like uh, a whole collection of first-person shooters that like run circles around Halo Reach. It felt phoned in. The you could tell a lot of the level design assets were. Uh, it almost felt like they were um, battle maps, like multiplayer battle maps that were strung together <laughs> to fit a single-player level. Uh, it just felt like that over and over again. I think the campaign's only like twelve missions long, wow. uh, and they cheat on one of one or two of the chapters where you're not really playing too much of that chapter because I think it's like a story segment or something like okay. that. Okay, but so it's a fairly short uh, game. I think it only took like seven hours to beat the campaign or that, eight hours. That's it. That's wow, it for that's... Halo Reach. Yeah, and the ending was the only cool part about it, where you're
0: don't you're, don't spoil it. It's don't, already
1: been spoiled online, don't, don't. but
0: we've only had a I'm little not, bit. Not, I'm not going to spoil it, <laughs> but I will say,
1: uh, I would not bump the, up the score because the ending was interesting. It, okay. That's it. It was just interesting. Gotcha. It wasn't like mind-blowing whatsoever. It okay. was interesting. You can look it up online what the ending actually is. It's a cool way to end the game, but the game itself uh so you have you're in a team of other spartans these are the first spartans Mm and you're doing the the reach planet stuff uh and people know from like lore uh from other halo games that stuff happens in reach very bad stuff happens on reach uh and so like various people of interest will you know die off but it's like done in a way that's like so obvious so (laughs) hand thisted and so uh, what's the word um, tropy oh, so tropy tropy it is just bad and then the gameplay itself is just bland they don't they don't even like feed interesting weapons to you they don't stagger the pacing of that uh, there's not like a huge plethora of interesting weapons the weapons are all uh, fairly
0: balanced but, like basically like halo weapons nothing really standing out the gameplay felt dated it just it's just
1: it's just dated, and it felt like what it what it was, which is uh, a team rushing out another Halo game so that they could switch gears to Destiny. That's what it felt like. That's what it is. I would score that game in like the low sevens at the most. Oh wow!
0: It was bad. Okay. All right. I'll. I'll, I'll hey, I'm never gonna play it. I'm gonna take your word for it. I'm still never gonna play it.
1: Bad in terms of my expectations.
0: Okay. All right. All right. So, so you got other things on this list. whole well, uh, this is a onto, big list. Onto do you, news. Do you work at all? You're playing all these games. Well, this
1: was during the, the holiday Oh,
0: uh, that that's stuff. right. We did yeah. there was a lot of time in between. I cranked out a lot of stuff during <laughs> the holidays. Uh, I played and beat
1: Link's Awakening Ooh. for the Switch. Yeah. Uh a little disappointing, I must say. Oh, uh geez. but great game. Yeah. It is a little disappointing. Uh more so like there was some it's technically like
0: let me look let, me look. let me look up ratings for that one while you continue.
1: Oh, that one's in like the eighty-six-ish.
0: So, so whenever on we, average we gotta we gotta decrease the score whenever it's a, a game yeah. and you're gonna review it, it's gonna be a lot less. Well,
1: my score, <laughs> would be uh, not a lot less. I would probably put it in low eights. Um, okay, I mean
0: that's still a good game.
1: It's it's a great game. Yeah, but it was once again like Halo Reach is still a good game but disappointing according to expectations right i'm expecting something well to who sets those
0: who sets those expectations are you, you uh, critic so that's like oh, okay there's, right, gotcha. there's like
1: a hundred different review sites
0: and they're and all saying it's really YouTubers really good and then and then yeah. you go in at it and it's just like
1: i'm reading these reviews from professional professionals They oh. you should be professional oh, about boy. this and not be a fanboy because it's Halo on the label, right? I'm not a fanboy because Zelda's on the label. Like I would score that game lower than it's than its metacritic average because, you know, there are some issues with it mm-hmm. and the gameplay does feel a little dated, a
0: little bit of the Well, they didn't they didn't really change much. Obviously the aesthetic has changed. That's what's
1: that is that the dungeon designs themselves are there some of the designs are not very uh, intuitive Mm -hmm. as far as what you need to do they don't present the information uh well enough to you and the uh rooms of the dungeon they're not this was made post uh linked to the past which had some dungeon rooms that were massive they were way bigger they weren't just a one screen room they had to traverse Mm -hmm. whereas in this one um there were there may have been like one or two rooms that were that did that were a little bit bigger in one screen. I can't even remember. I, I don't even think there was any rooms in the dungeon. I think every time you hit the edge of a wall, you would uh, transition to the next. The, the the dungeon room could be big, but the screen would do that. You know, slide
0: right, right, mechanic right.
1: Mechanic where it you know kind of loaded in the next yeah. part of that room.
0: I'm literally still at the first dungeon, so <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So it didn't it didn't have that big expansive room design that uh, A Link to the Past had, so it's kind of like uh, an in-between of, uh, you know, Zelda 1 and A Link to the Past, like an in-between of those, and uh, some of the puzzles weren't as interesting, they're not as intuitive, they were still, like, very op- obtuse like, you have to push stuff right. without the game teaching you uh, that you have to push up look. I already know how to play Zelda games <laughs> I, I know that you have to push everything in every direction. And break, yeah,
0: and break everything and break
1: everything and I know that's been like in every single Zelda game uh, to some extent, but uh, Yeah, it was just uh, it just felt dated in design Especially when um, the biggest thing is they leaned way too heavily on the red blue switch. Yep that switch because uh, those switches became like super important as a did they basically design the entire some of the a lot of the dungeons, too many, uh, d- um, tied their progress to the dungeon, like, uh, it became that red blue switch became the meta mechanic of the dungeon for pro- for gating progress, right? So you had to be cognizant of the state of the red blue switch in order to make progress on certain parts of certain dungeons, uh, and that. Became frustrating because there was a lot more backtracking than necessary. Yeah,
0: and that was the one thing uh, when I was playing that is kind of, I'm, I'm not very far into it at all, but there was a lot of backtracking. And I remember that back in the, on the Game Boy when I initially played it. There was always a lot of backtracking in there. And, you know, uh, being kind of a recreation, that stuff maybe could have been simplified. But I, I think what they were trying to do is they were trying to stay uh, true. To what yeah. the game was without really modifying it too much.
1: Yeah, and then the, then they have the um, the color dungeon is in there mm-hmm. uh, from uh, the DX version, and that is a very small dungeon. It's not very big. Right. Um, it is a little challenging, but that has like some of the hardest puzzles in the game because they're like stupid puzzles (laughs) they are they are the solved by brute force puzzles
0: yeah yeah but but those are some of the things that people were kind of missing or wanting in breath of the wild were those types of dungeons i mean they kind of got that in the shrines but they wanted kind of the the kind of room to room dungeons like that so um
1: yeah it definitely uh the room to room dungeons has been pretty much like almost all, all the Zelda yeah, games. Right. <clears throat> uh, it's just that uh, the way that they have it in Link's Awakening shows its age, mm-hmm. right? And they've sort of it. It didn't feel as fun as it could have been, uh, just from playing pretty much every other Zelda game. Right, right, uh, right. You know the um, the other Game Boy ones. Uh,
0: Minish Cap. and or
1: Oracle of Ages okay. and Seasons. Yep. Right. Way better dun- dungeon design and, and playthroughs of those uh, as compared to Link's Awakening. Right. Uh, so just a little disappointing but still a great game. Uh, the Dante uh, Extra Dungeon Creator mm-hmm. thing. It's interesting. Still not very intuitive. No. Just, uh, how to d- put no. together and design the dungeon. Uh, it's not not difficult at all it's just like it takes care of things behind the scenes when it like links up uh, right. rooms when you're going down the stairs and into the side scrolly parts and going back up the stairs It sort of like handholds you a little bit but
0: um, it's not as intuitive as uh, say a mario maker is at, uh, at all
1: because the tools aren't there right and they didn't they didn't take the time to put in the tools it's it's a cool little thing to have in there it's not bad but, right uh it's I don't think it was worth the effort to insert that in there right uh, as opposed to like doing other things like improving the frame rate
0: yeah in the when you get into a, like a town right yeah. and, it, and
1: it has a dynamic uh resolution scaling uh but it scales back to a, a higher resolution seemingly pretty fast but you'll see it like especially when you're going like in and out of the pause menu the mm-hmm. to bring up your item menu It'll it'll do like a rescaling of the resolution. You'll see like uh, a lower qual loss of quality, and then back to a regular standard, higher visual quality, and that will happen like over and over again. Uh, and then it'll also happen when you're transi- transitioning from one zone to another. And then there's some zones like the, uh, the swap zone where the frame rate really tanks.
0: Yeah, when uh, there's a, a lot of I think there's a lot of stuff on the screen, probably. Well,
1: the vis- visually the game does look really good. Hmm? But I think the issue might be with streaming of audio. I think that's what the issue is Hmm. with uh, with the frame rate. I think it's like an audio issue rather than a graphical issue. Okay. I'm not saying that the graphics aren't aren't an issue either. That's probably still the case. But it feels like it's the audio.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, this is definitely a game I want to get more more into.
1: Uh, It's worth playing and beating because the game's only like ten hours long. Yeah.
0: I don't know what I'm waiting for. And the
1: final boss is hard.
0: Nah, I got this. I got it.
1: It's hard, but in a good way. Oh wait, no, it's (laughs) only hard because I I was uh,
0: Wait, you were playing it on hard?
1: I was playing on hero mode. Oh, well there you go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then when you uh, get the what was it? I think it's the color dungeon. Yeah, it's the color dungeon where you get the tunic colors. Mm -hmm. The color tunics. If you get the blue one, you get the half damage. If you get the red one, you get, you deal double damage. So I just grabbed the the blue one to survive better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, So I beat that. Great game. Uh, You know, not as great (laughs) as, you know, it doesn't hold quite up as well, today's standards. And then uh, the highlight of the games that I beat was Astral Chain. Oh, man. That game is so good.
0: That is definitely a game, and I've I've mentioned it before. Once it gets a price break for me, I'll get it.
1: Yeah, well, you should you shouldn't wait.
0: You shouldn't wait, huh? You
1: shouldn't wait. You should just get it because it is so so good. It is by far Platinum's best action game, dude. you I've, were, I've played almost all of them. I did not play the Metal Gear one, but I did play like uh, Mad World. Sure. Uh, I've played even when they had members from from Capcom uh, with like Beautiful Joe, right? Mm-hmm. I think they have people from that worked on Beautiful Joe work on that game. Um,
0: uh, I'm, work, not, uh, I'm not. I'm uh, not sure.
1: Move over to Platinum. I th- I think that. Might have happened. I'm, I'm going to get corrected, so <laughs> I'm going to make that statement anyway. Uh, Bayonetta, et cetera. Sure, this sure. is by far like the best combat system that, that they have made.
0: And it's something those people like uh, look at like for games running on the Switch. they be like, look, look, Astral Chain can do it. Yeah. Why can't anyone else do it?
1: It is a beautiful-looking game, too. Mm-hmm. Runs really well. It runs at 30 frames a second, not,
0: not 60. Just keep it steady. I don't care if yeah. it runs at 30. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't care at all.
1: And it wasn't a bother at all. It was pretty much steady as far as I could tell. Uh, But the game was more than just the combat. That that was like the big thing. That was like the thing that was missing from Bayonetta and a lot of their other games like Mad World uh, is that they were missing something more substantial Mm -hmm. than just the combat system. Where Astral Chain, it has this really nice, interesting detective
0: loop. Right (laughs)
1: where you are actually doing detective work. There is an actual story There are characters you're interacting with you're learning more you're reading police files Mm -hmm. and like cases It doesn't overwhelm you too much. You're sort of like uh, taking care of your little weird astral Chaney uh, 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 Chimera (laughs) things, (laughs) Uh, Where where you're like scrubbing away the the corruption that's on them Hmm. and stuff like that you could change their colors You can customize your own character you were spe-
0: you're spending my money today we'll talk about this with another game <laughs> yeah you're spending my money today yeah. and I don't like it
1: astro chain is so so good it's also like I think it's like 35 hours to beat that game that's or, good or 40 and then there's a uh, another one more chapter after you beat the uh so there's 12 I think 12 chapters in the game chapter 11 is the final chapter then chapter 12 is so, sort of like oh wait it might be chapter 10 is the final and then chapter 11 is sort of like new almost new game plus it's like it's basically it allows you to uh go back to the world uh after the events right it takes place uh, like one month after the end of the the official end of the game with credits rolls and you can sort of clean up like max out your character <laughs> grab do more quests get more money to to min-max everything that you want and also to score those s rankings mm-hmm. on missions because you can go back to like prior missions oh, okay. and redo them so you get the higher ranking on those uh take <sighs> photos of like characters anything
0: and stuff everything
1: stuff and just like some of the some of the environments that they have in there is like man it feels like you're in like tokyo like yeah. downtown tokyo that's awesome. at night or during the day and and you're like picking up can trash cans and you're like, cleaning, up the you're place. cleaning up the place and you're, <laughs> you have your dog and then uh your your chimera dog and you're like you can like hit the l button and ride on it and you're like, <laughs> oh man the dog's riding around it's like super fast speed and you're actually switching between each of the chimera the only one i didn't use all that much once i started getting the other ones was the sword one i i kind of didn't really use the sword one that much but using switching I, the go-to was my dog uh, followed by probably like the 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 big uh, the great sword one the or the axe one I think it's called the guardian axe uh, and then the no it's the axe and then the guardian is like the big fist thing that hovers that was another to go to then also the the arrow one. Uh, there's there's only five, and they're all, like, really, really cool, really, really Do useful. you wish
0: there were more, like there are blades in Xenoblade Chronicles 2? No, too? no so because each
1: one plays uh, pretty different. Mm-hmm. Uh, they all have, each of them have two skills that you can map assigned to them. Okay. But they all have their own skill trees. So you are sort of leveling up each of them uh, and enhancing them as you're, Playing through, but the experience pool is shared amongst all of them. Oh, that's good. So, well, it, it uh, kind of.
0: Some people just don't like shared XP, but you know, it
1: it's the same. It's the same pool, so you can only like as you're leveling up. You're not gonna be able to level up. Oh, okay, else. so
0: it's not shared XP in a sense where everybody at once gets all the same XP. It's, it's where one currency. I uh, gotcha. Earning, okay, and you have to divvy it up however that, you want. That's tough then. So
1: what I did is I just chose one. I I kind of level them all up evenly up until a certain point like i got into like a nice halfway point and then i focused on one level that one all the way up and then i focus on another one level gotcha all the way up
0: gotcha that. gotcha all right i'll look that up later
1: and then your own character can also <laughs> kind of like uh you can level up your baton uh which does three different uh has three different forms it's kind of like a trick weapon in bloodborne where, okay where it can do like ranged gun fire mode it can do like faster combo uh police baton And then it can turn into like a bigger, like two-hander sword, slower, heavier hits. Yeah, yeah. So you have like those three modes, and you actually do want to like switch between them depending on the enemies you're fighting. It's like such a brilliantly designed combat system, brilliantly designed game, and a game about cops, which I don't really
0: care too much about like copy games, (laughs) but like I cared about this one. That's awesome. And the story wasn't bad. I'm going to have to get it. It is and, so and, cool. I, and I've always wanted to get it because visually it looks awesome uh and obviously what you're describing is is really really interesting yeah. so it's
1: it's definitely one of the best action games I've played in a
0: while I'll break my kid's big piggy bank I'll, I'll get something i'll get it. I'll get it <laughs> and then
1: uh, I played a little bit of Luigi's mansion three um not not really too much to say there because uh, I only played like two hours
0: other than that. you you've started it
1: I've started it. I played uh, about two hours of it, and and that's I think I only beat, like, the first boss, and that's it. Okay. Uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, these other two games. These two other games are going to be ones I'm probably going to be beating next. Uh, first is The Outer Worlds, which yeah, yeah. you've played and beat. Uh, that game is certainly great. I am having a very good time for it. Mm-hmm. It is itching all of the Fallout scratches that I have.
0: And all the ones that Bethesda can't seem to recreate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's doing a much better job. It because uh, the RPG mechanics, it didn't flood. First off, it doesn't flood you with stuff loot to pick up. No, not to the extent of Fallout
0: Four. Where junk, junk. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Fallout Four had way. Way too much junk, and I think with Fallout Four, the the junk um, they tried to make use of every single piece of junk with the base building. Yeah. Um, and me, I wasn't really interested in the base building, which which led to like there's just way too much junk. Um, but that's the reason for uh, the junk in, in Fallout Four. But you're right, in the Outer Worlds, that junk is is minimal, very minimal, yeah. um, where everything is kind of kind of useful.
1: Yeah, and they're also. They're giving you more instances to use your skills. Mm-hmm. So, like your your lock picking, your uh, your hacking, your persuasion, uh, your lying, yeah. uh, etc. Like you're, it's giving you more times where those abilities and showing when those abilities are coming into play. Obviously, like the one hander weapon uh, subset of skills and the the ranged weapons subset of skills, those are kind of always in play when you're in combat. Or right. Like sneaking is always in play when you're in combat. But all the other ones, like, you know that these things are coming in, you know that you're getting a, a benefit because, uh, because, you know, it'll say like in a dialogue tree, you'll say persuade. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's highlighted uh, and not faded out. So you right. know that, that it's available because you dump points into it. Right. Uh, and it allows you to kind of, cause I'm playing like very Persuade heavy um, like like I'm I'm playing the talkative character. I have not leveled up any of my combat skills whatsoever. Really?
0: that's interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm going like full-blown tech full blown, which by the way uh, I think it's the engineering uh, skill is like overpowered uh, <laughs> because uh, weapon durability and armor durability is a pretty important thing in this game and uh, the act of breaking down items uh being able to potentially, like 20% chance to, or 40%, I think it's 20% chance to get a mod, a weapon mod from it when mm-hmm. you break down through the engineering skill uh, is pretty powerful.
0: That, I could see that being really powerful. Yeah. But I mean, your character doesn't really, I mean, it obviously has to use weapons at some point, right? Yeah. Um, so you making use of a lot of those mods, does that really come into play in your playthrough? Uh,
1: it, it does. Some mods are definitely more worthwhile than others. Uh, the big thing is that the game is not really that hard. Um, no, it's you will, you know, die uh, early on. But then after you after you die early on, you realize like uh, how you should be playing mm-hmm. things. And then eventually when you get like the powerful weapons and then you have the resources to sort of um, I forgot what they called it, but you're leveling up your weapon. You can level up early, early weapons, and you're just basically throwing money to level it up higher and higher. Right. Um, and that makes it deal more damage. And once you get, like, the good weapons that you want to have with you, that's you're, it. That's
0: you're, done. You're, yeah, you're done. Yeah, there really isn't yeah. much as far as weapon quality as the game progresses. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like you get your, your weapon you want pretty fairly early in the game, I, I think. Yeah. And that's your weapon.
1: It's pretty much, I, I got the... Uh, it's kind of like the hunting rifle of mm-hmm. Fallout. Uh, yeah. I forgot what it's called, but it, it's the same thing. So that's my long range. And then I have the um, the shotgun, which is just great for... for uh, It's the tactile shark shotgun. Okay. So that one's really good. Uh, and then the um, a machine gun, basically, uh, for like... Taking out lots of stuff, but I rarely use that. Like the shotgun is more than enough. Right. And uh, the long range one usually kills stuff in one shot because I'm aiming for like the head or the vital.
0: That the that's exactly how I'm. Pl- I play through it. I yeah. play through it as like the super sneaky sniper that's, sniper that's, guy. That's
1: how I do it. Um, but without having to level up any of any of the two handers.
0: But I did. I did. Uh, I didn't do any two handers. Uh, range range. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I did. Uh, and I did a lot of the stuff that that really helped with sneaking while sneaking. What,
1: what difficulty do you play on?
0: The uh, normal.
1: Yeah, I'm, I started suppressed press on the hardest difficulty, <laughs> uh, and it is certainly hard. But that wasn't the problem. I had to bump it down to the normal difficulty <laughs> Noob. it just became yeah. it became too much of a bother because they get rid of the ability to save. Like I can understand not saving during combat. Right. That would be fine, right? If I if I engage in yeah, combat, if there's enemies, disable uh, disable auto saves quick saves, etc. That is fine. I'm cool with that. But to disable it when you're out in the world exploring and you're you can be like exploring for like 20 minutes and then all of a sudden you stumble onto some enemies mm-hmm. and then you die and it's like, "Oh crap, you just lost 20 minutes right. of gameplay." It it was just because yeah,
0: think, of that i think that uh, hardcore mechanic doesn't really fit the bill
1: yeah the problem is they have other cool mechanics i wanted to have enabled and that hardest difficulty is the only mode that unlocks that has those abilities enabled gotcha. so for example like uh requiring sleep requiring uh drinking Uh, To stay hydrated, requiring food to stay nourished, like like those things are really really cool, and also like permadeath on your uh, companions. Okay, like I want those things enabled, and I do want enemies to be harder. Like I do want them to be a slightly more spongy and deal more damage, so I can you know pay more attention and make sure I'm like maximizing my injection of the heal stuff, (laughs) Uh, so I can you know play around with those med slots that open up eventually. Uh, But uh, it's gated so poorly. You can't like. It should be like a checkbox where it's like, yes, I want this hard well, thing enabled. Yeah. This hard thing enabled. Uh, do you want to have your saves nerfed to all hell? Uh, no, I would. No. I, I mean,
0: I would think that that would be something available. If you're, are you playing on PC?
1: No, no, I'm playing a uh, PS4.
0: Yeah. So I mean, if there if that if that that is available on PC, so maybe there's a mod that will allow for something yeah. like that. Um, I'm sure it's out there. Someone someone out there is a glutton for punishment like you are So
1: that that is a disappointment because that is how I played Fallout New Vegas Mm -hmm. Was with the hardcore mode where it was very much more of a survival simulation
0: type thing Too much work I enjoyed it. It Uh, It's too much work and I'll get into that with one of the games. I'm playing It's just way too much work Uh, Can't can't do it. But I'm still enjoying The Outer
1: Worlds. I like how they build their worlds and how they have their characters. And the dialogue interaction is pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of the things are a little bit heavy-handed on... uh, Some of it's good satire. Some of it is... um, what they there's like a little bit of a bias that leans in certain dur- directions, like real world biases, that yes, are like in there. But that's fine. It's okay. Like, yeah, whatever. I think it's comical. I know they're wrong, but <laughs> 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 but it is it is a little comical, and I can look past it. So those those things are fine. Okay. Um, but it's definitely a great game and then the last game I've been playing.
0: This is the game I'm interested in because this is the other game that you're spending my money on.
1: Yeah. Yeah uh,
0: This is I'm gonna called, have to break things out of the boxes so now.
1: This game came out on uh, DS I, I think on it's like last legs and got ignored uh, But it was I you could clearly tell when you play this game the developers put lots of time into it mm-hmm. and, and so so much so that it kind of got overlooked on the DS so they kind of made a better version of it, an enhanced version, and put it on 3DS, which was only like two years ago, <laughs> on the last legs of the 3DS. <laughs> and, uh, and you know it's quality, because they have like, they, they, all the main characters are all vo- fully voice acted. Wow. Even, even with like meaningless NPCs. Mm-hmm. It is a little weird, because the NPCs don't have any voice acting, the meaningless ones, but your character, whenever they interact with them, Fully voice their
0: They're voiced.
1: Yeah, uh, and the voice actors themselves really good. Some of the voice actors are
0: the same voice actors that are in Fire Emblem. So I'm hearing like oh really? I'm
1: hearing like Caspar uh, and, and
0: you can actually hear you hear that yeah, yeah that's I, crazy I
1: easily tell I'm like. That is Caspar, and that is Ash. I'm like, I know those two people.
0: <laughs> Did you confirm it? Did you, or you just kind of? I didn't
1: confirm. I could tell. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and I handed it over to uh, to my girlfriend, and she also listened in on it. And yeah, she's, she's like, like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That is Caspar. Uh, so this game is Radiant Historia, and then the 3DS version is Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. Mm-hmm. This game is amazing. It, it is doing things so different if i had to summarize it it's kind of like you take chrono trigger and mass effect and smash it together and that is radiant historia
0: now we kind of discussed this before before recording now when you told me mass effect the first thing i thought of was is the action uh, oh, the combat system I, I, i didn't
1: mean it that way yeah 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 the way i meant was important decision making that changes the story right that's that's the way i meant uh we're you know, yes, that happens to a slighter degree in uh, in Chrono Trigger, but in this game, it's the mechanic <laughs> that is a fundamental gameplay. Is di-
0: the dialogue and the, yeah. the, the, the the meanings?
1: And you came up with a really cool uh, thing after I showed this to you. You basically said it was like Metroid, uh, le- almost like a Metroidvania style gameplay, but tied to the the time. Yeah, and in a, di- a different in way. Story. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, because you what you were showing me is you if, if you if you have or can look up gameplay of this, uh, there's there's the bottom screen uh, shows the is it mission progress or, or story progress?
1: The oh um, so with
0: the branching that with the, that's a menu that
1: that pulls oh, up on okay. the main screen. Okay, um, I'm not sure what the what the bottom one shows, but on the main one, so what you'll see is uh, you'll pull up uh, so you'll instead of having like an in-game map. Of the world, which it does have, uh, it also has readily available as as a because it's very important. Like you'll have like your character status, you could change your party mm-hmm. order, uh, you can uh, look at your inventory, etc. And one of them is the um, they call it the White Chronicle, uh, but I think the the button is like Story or whatever, and it shows you a timeline.
0: That's yeah, of that's what I was the talking about.
1: Storyline that you are currently playing through and it adds new nodes onto this timeline as you are progressing right. into the story but the timeline very early on at like node
0: 3 it's already splitting it branches right
1: and now the storyline takes place on multiple Timelines that are happening in parallel with one another and things that you do in one timeline will affect things that happen on the other timeline Mm -hmm. And there's also like abilities that you can learn on one timeline that you can then bring back to the other timeline to uh to allow continuing progress,
0: and that's where I was saying the Metroidvania yeah. type of block, you know, where you get a skill or whatever, and you bring it somewhere else. But you, we're talking time now. Yeah, this is like quantum, like leap over here. <laughs> we're going. It, it is time, time traveling.
1: It, it is a bit mind blowing, and not only not only does it have that, but you are. Progressing forward, but then you'll also go back in
0: time. Like way back like way beginning back. Yep. And
1: then you'll jump way forward. You'll like jump around because there's uh there are nodes that indicate like key events in the key story beats. Then there are nodes that indicate times where you made important decisions. Yep. That caused the timeline to branch. And then there are nodes that you can return back to because there are other important stuff are tied to that specific point in time. So you're constantly, like, bouncing around the timeline, trying to sort of fix this big bad that's going – this inevitable cataclysm that's going to happen to the world itself. And you're trying to figure out how to solve that through guidance of, of these weird uh, time children. <laughs> time children. I don't know how to, how to talk about them. As if that wasn't enough, there is a – you can flip sort of the chronic, the White Chronicle on the reverse end. And it goes into multiverses of
0: the same world. <laughs> this is way too much.
1: Yeah, it's it, a lot. The multiverse thing isn't as uh, as uh, well laid out or anything like. It's like a side thing.
0: Sure. Okay. It
1: almost feels like it's added on content um, for for this enhanced edition. Ah, uh, right. I think that's what it is. I don't know for certain. It could be. I don't know how closely because it, is to the main to right. the main
0: story. Okay. All right. Well, another really unique thing about it is is the spatial combat, like you were talking about, where you can you can move people. It's turn based. Um, That can also be altered. The turn. Yeah, you you alter your turns Mm -hmm.
1: on the fly, uh, so you can force enemies. So even though it's like your character's turn, you can instead say, "Nope, I'm gonna delay my character's turn and swap it with an enemy or with one of your allies." So you can have. Uh, instead of having, you know, your fighter go first and then your mage, you can swap it so that your mage goes first and then your fighter. Or you can have, instead of having it be your fighter, an enemy, then... Uh, Two of your allies and then more enemies you can swap your fighter with your with the enemy so that becomes enemy and then your three party members and then the enemies
0: right and and then you bring in a different aspect Uh, I think it's like a puzzle game mechanic where on the battlefield again it's it's spatial so you have uh, where I saw it was three in the front three in the no yeah three in the front. Was it a grid of nine? It's, it's a three
1: by three grid. Yeah. Three
0: by three grid. Uh enemies and your 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 allies were not in a grid though. You're
1: you're not on the grid, but yeah. the enemies are.
0: The enemies are, and then basically what you wanna try and do is Group all the enemies together onto
1: the same uh, node, onto the same grid spot.
0: Grid spot, and you could do this with your your attacks. So your attacks can either push, pull, move to the side.
1: They are special skills that you're using. Okay, so
0: but basically, the enemies you can move the enemies around on the map uh, to create giant combos. Yeah, to create a spectacular explosion or or whatever
1: you can you can group them together to stack status effects on them uh you could for example there's a a spell that places a trap onto a spot on the battlefield and that spot has to be empty so what you do is you you pop down a trap and then that stays on there until the battle's over okay so then later on uh if you're planning or if you set up a combo right you can then group up your your enemies together group them all up knock them all together onto the same node and then knock them into the node with the trap on it and then they'll all collectively take massive damage cuz they all went onto that trap
0: right. all at the same time but that takes all sorts of uh, planning and kind of like yeah. i said like i would say kind of like that puzzle type of mechanic and,
1: and also the enemies don't just take up some enemies don't just take up one node size some of them will take up uh, two Uh, Vertically to horizontally, some of them will take up two by two. Uh, And if you knock these larger enemies, if you knock them and slide them over, they will drag everything that they that fits within their size over. So instead of dragging over one row of enemies, you can Mm -hmm. drag over uh, the next two rows of enemies into each other. So so you love it when you're encountering those bigger enemies because you can knock. you can uh, use them to group enemies together more easily. That's insane. The game is awesome. Yeah. If if I started playing this before we put together the top 20
0: list of the decade,
1: decade, uh, this probably would have been on the top 20 list of the decade. It's shaping up to be something special.
0: Yeah. And who knows? Maybe there's something like that will come to the Switch.
1: I hope they bring this. I would buy this game again if they put it on Switch.
0: I would this is awesome.
1: I would just instantly buy it again.
0: Like I said, you're you're really you're big. spending my money. Astral Chain, I still I still want that price break, but this one I'm already on eBay or Amazon. I'm already <laughs> looking for uh, the, the the best deal uh, to get this game. I'm not getting the collector's edition. Yeah. It's a little no. price high, but This is a hidden JRPG gem, if there ever was one. Like just this whole time. Well, mostly mostly because it came out so late in the 3DS's yeah. kind of life cycle and there.
1: This this time mechanic thing and the battle system's great. And they add more stuff to the battle system to make it even more uh, interesting. Uh, And they're still adding new stuff to it. Uh, But that time mechanic is really something to experience. It is very different, very
0: wild, very awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. good stuff man good all stuff right. that was all the stuff i've been playing <laughs> that was a lot. oh you How know you? well with me you can always count on me it, it is not as much as as you that's for certain uh still divinity original sin 2. oh what a surprise what a surprise and you know what i am still su- getting surprised in that game this is like the third or fourth time i'm playing through it and i'm and i'm kind of forcing myself to play it differently uh which is what i like about this game yeah. i can play it different ways Every single time I'm doing quests I hadn't done before, so it feels like a different game to me, anyways. I'm uh, still doing Star Ocean, uh, first departure. I'm about 15 hours ish. I think I'm getting closer to the end on that one. Has it gotten any better? Um, it's about the same. Did you try okay? Did you try turning <laughs> on the Japanese?
1: No, adult, I, st- I still have to. Balls.
0: You're right, I still have to do that. You gotta, you gotta, just Can you remind <laughs> me and I will do it right away and be like, wow. It's still annoying, and shut it off. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it it may enough. be better. It may be better. Um, but, uh, yeah, I was still playing Star Ocean. This
1: is an odd one.
0: Um, and then I, I'm going to go um, The Witcher 3. Really? Uh, the Witcher 3. Yeah. Um,
1: what brought you back onto that?
0: The Netflix series reinvigorated me. Okay. Um, I, I've watched the Netflix series twice already. Um, I'm already a big Witcher fan to begin with. And this, uh, the Witcher Netflix series is, it's not straight from the, the books. There are some changes there. Um, w- good changes, I, I I think. But this kind of reinvigorated it. Uh, yep. I'm like, oh, I really want to, I was going to get my uh, Xbox version in play. But I figured, why not try this now? It is oh. rough around the edges in some places. So you places. Fired up on Switch? It's on the Switch. So you're playing the Switch version? I'm playing the Switch version of ah, Witcher 3. Ah, okay, okay. Handheld, I will say, it is a night and day difference between handheld and dock mode. In a good way or bad In way. a good way. It plays so much better and looks better in handheld. Okay. Um, when you have it in dock mode, things get all stretched out. It's trying to force. It's definitely not a 1080. Well, uh,
1: uh, how big is your TV?
0: Uh, 60 inches. Oh, all right. So you have a, you have a big TV. I, I guess I have a big TV, but it just doesn't look as good. Uh, on the small screen. Well,
1: yeah, that's what happens, right? If right.
0: Resolution. Well, low, the resolution. you stretching it yeah. on a
1: big, on a physically big space. Mm-hmm. You're stretching out those
0: pixels. It's going to look blurrier. It doesn't look good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are other games that, that looks fine, you know, um, but it definitely looks better playing it in handheld. Um, I am doing a very short let's play on this. Um, maybe about ten episodes. This game is just way too massive to just do a full on. Um, are
1: you are let's you actually gonna go through the entire game on Switch?
0: I don't know. I I've already played that game. <laughs> like
1: how, how far did you get? Did you get to uh, the 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 main map?
0: The main map. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: So you did the hunting down of the the Griffin of the Griffin.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it's bringing back so many good memories. I absolutely adore this game. Did, so. did
1: you do the... Because uh, One of the first ones I remember doing was the the little village that got attacked and now there's like a ghosty thing sort of uh, possessing and haunting mm-hmm. the village and you have yeah. to go and kill... I don't want to... I think it's a wraith.
0: Something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah, man. I, I just absolutely adore this game. Um, if... If you watch the Netflix series and, and you're kind of, you know, wondering if you wanna to get into it, I I, I would say get into it. Now there are differences um, between the series, um, mostly being with the Jennifer uh, and Siri uh, as well as Triss. They they just look different, not not really um, in a, in a good way, I think, because they're all very they're all no, very different.
1: They can't get those. The, the person that is they can't get a person that's based on the physical model.
0: no 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 i understand that i understand that um but the the acting in the series is tremendous and the witcher 3 i mean i really can't say you know it too much more about it it's just a great game everybody knows that uh it did take forever to download because i got the digital version oh Holy cow! <laughs> it took a long That's time. A, it's a big game. It's a very right. big game. Um, when I when I am done playing with it, it's got to come off because it's just, you know, it just way, way 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 uh, too much space. I have a
1: question. So the blurriness are we talking like worse than Xenoblade Chronicles two?
0: Uh, yeah. Wow. I I think so. Uh, with with Xenoblade Chronicles two. It was, that was more, I mean, there was some blurriness there, but it also had some frame rate issues uh, in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. This is just blurry, not blurry, but just looks muddy. Muddy. It just yeah. doesn't look good. You know, it doesn't look crisp. Yep. Uh, it's not necessarily blurry like Xenoblade Chronicles 2 was. Um, it just look, doesn't look good. It almost looks like ps three or two era.
1: And it's, I'm guessing it's probably happening way more often, because it didn't happen too often on Xenoblade, but it did in certain areas, like mm-hmm. or especially in battles when you're stacking right, a, lot. Way, a lot of those effects, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Right. it can definitely bog down a bit. Uh, but it sounds like it's potentially more consistently blurry. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can instantly tell the difference when I start playing in a handheld. It's really... Uh, fine there really aren't any issues yep. at all there's not a lot of pop in we're not put them in dock mode there's pop in everywhere um so i think the way to play it is in handheld uh, if, if you're going to play it and that's the way they demoed it too um when they demoed it on the e3 uh on the floor it was all handheld
1: yeah i i think um when you're a lot of developers when they when they port something over to the Switch or, or are developing for the Switch, they will use a handheld version as the baseline because it is the minimum, right. the minimum spec. <clears throat> uh, and then they sort of scale up from there. So right. a lot of the fine-tuning and performance uh, tweaking is based on that minimum. Same thing with, like, uh, modern-gen consoles. They're still developing for the Xbox, the original Xbox One, which is... Not very powerful it's like barely more powerful than the switch uh, <laughs> that that 's a fact right it's, it's like not that much stronger than the switch, and uh you know they're still developing for that as a minimum spec, obviously it doesn 't run as well, but that is their minimum because they still need it to run
0: people on that. still right people yeah. are still using that um, but <laughs> onto the next game, and this is where I, where I was getting um. Hey, you were talking about survival mode uh, and how much work is involved in that. You got to eat, you got to drink, you got to pee, you got to poo, all that stuff. With Gravekeeper, it's Stardew Valley, basically. I'll just simplify it. Uh, Stardew Valley, but you're a Gravekeeper. Um, There's a lot of tasks. Yeah. Um, I always find myself getting these games and then hating them. I don't know why I do it. Why? Why do I do it? Do I need to go to like a? So, a, so you hate this a, game. I don't like this game. It's too much work. I agree with you. <laughs> it's just, it, it's the same thing with like, um, you know, like I said, Stardew Valley. I have it. It's way too much work. Um, I
1: disagree with you on that one. Oh look, there's I, a lot of work on Stardew Valley. Right. But it's it's fun because it's it feels very attainable. Gravekeeper struggles in sort of showing you how to get from point A to point B to point C. Uh, yeah, you'll, there was you'll a, see like point C, but point B is a little blurry as far as how to get the points. You want to get to point C. You're that's, on point A. That was and point B is like, where do I find B? You have to like figure it out. By that was my and at the tech tree. and tech tree is not very intuitive. That was my struggle with it
0: because yeah. I, I didn't know. I'm like, okay. I got my first body, it explained what, what I need to do with it. Where do I go from here? It's, it's very obtuse in, in, in that way where you just don't know what, what to do. And then like you have your time of day and then you have this, this, the symbols that are around the time of day that kind of signify the day itself or what day it is. And that itself determines what NPC is available because I, I, guess, um, each day, is a day where a certain npc is available.
1: I had to look it's like an event that happens like um a new body will arrive on one particular day. And not always. Or or the pickup for for uh like if you have like meat delivery or whatever, uh-huh. that happens on another day. Right. Um certain certain like merchants will visit the town on on certain a
0: certain days. day. Yeah. Right, right. It, but that's not explained to you at all. Oh uh, Chris one of us you must have missed it then <laughs> you probably barely played uh, <laughs> that's probably yeah maybe that's what it is um but it was on sale i figured hey uh, let me just try something new but i do that with all the time i don't even what what, do, what would you call that like a sim rpg i don't need a life sim rpg uh, maybe a graveyard keeper. <laughs> <sim>. <laughs> so yeah life sim rpg like with stardew valley like with um animal crossing is like that. Yep. Yep. Not for me. I'm just gonna I just gotta tell myself I quit on those games. Well,
1: so Animal Crossing is very much more of a laid-back experience. So is
0: Stardew Valley.
1: That's very laid- No, no. Stardew Valley, you're a bit pressured because time progresses whereas in Animal Crossing time doesn't- Time does technically does progress because it's tied to real-world time. But, for the most part, it doesn't really progress in Animal Crossing. No. It's it's kind of, you can take your time doing stuff, and at some point, you're going to run out of activities that you can do. Now, I'm basing this on, you know, the first Animal Crossing. I have yet to play any of the Animal Crossings. Up until this point, I will be making my return to Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the New Horizons.
1: New Horizons. I'm definitely going to be, uh, both me and my girlfriend, we're, we're looking forward to she's, <laughs> That's She's the only, she keeps asking me about it. Like, <laughs> when's it coming out? When's it coming out? Is there any new information? Is there any new Soon. To about when it's it? done soon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, it's I done. just I just got to tell myself to to not not buy them at all. It's just I can't do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Not for me.
1: Yeah, no, <laughs> I I can agree. It, it's I try. I really do try. It it depends on the game like I I played a lot of Stardew Valley, really great um uh, and I I was actually uh
0: Going to beat it, but I got distracted with something. I feel like there's never an end to those games. There is, like, there is. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. I, I gotta stop. I did the same thing with uh, my time at uh, Portia. Um, it, I mean, that game was just a, a buggy mess, yeah. but I tried and I'm like, <laughs> all right, just I just gotta stop. Oh, uh, I just gotta stop.
1: There, there are certain sort of uh, like quality differences between these and i think like you know um started value is definitely excellent excellent quality uh hopefully animal crossing is probably going to be the top
0: notch yeah i would setup. assume so with, <laughs> with nintendo being behind uh, it and
1: Gravekeeper all, Gravekeeper is you know pretty good quality but there's like some unintuitive aspects to it right that
0: holds it back so maybe that was just a bad choice for me <laughs> i don't know maybe oh, I hope I hope you didn't buy it because I said because I don't think I
1: rem- said you,
0: you didn't no, no 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 you didn't you didn't say that at all okay. um, it was on sale uh, and I'm Definitely. like I want to try something different and I just I'm done I'm just done with them games done. done forever done. forever I I
1: will say Radiant Historia
0: yeah, you're spending my money on job. that one. Yeah, I've already talked myself into that, so <laughs> it's, it's already happening. I mentioned Carnot Trigger and Mass Effect. Like, if yeah. you aren't sold, yeah, it's happening. All right, so on to the news. We're gonna do uh, some new. This is gonna be the news rundown segment. Um, all right, first we have with Kotaku, uh, Final Fantasy 15 MMO for mobile coming um, soon. 15. 15. What? What? Well, that's what I said. 15. So this.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Is this the. uh, Didn't they make Final Fantasy 15 a mobile version of it, which was like, look like chibi graphics?
0: They did, but this is not what it is.
1: Yeah, I see the uh, little poster they have. Yeah, the
0: the, the chibi one is out on the Switch, actually. It is. That's right. Yeah. I thought that was Uh, cool. So, yeah, there's talk. I I don't know if it's specifically for China, um, but there is talk for Final Fantasy 15 MMO coming out in mobile. What the heck? Why can't this be on on the the switch here? Uh, so it, it is takes
1: place after Noctis Noctis begins his journey. Yep. So after it he begins it. So it's like
0: why It's parallel. Noctis yeah, it's a parallel so sure. uh, universe. So you're not playing as Noctis. You're playing as potentially a,
1: a created character. Yeah,
0: a character of so your creation. Every
1: MMO has.
0: I would hope so. Um, so. Now, I will also okay. say... Oh! Well, are you do, getting to this? No, you can, you can get to it. Jump right in. Okay, so the
1: quote I see here, or, or what's written in the article, is that uh, the developers say they hope to bring the original console's experience, uh, namely the flashy action and graphics, to mobile, mm-hmm. using the touch controls. Uh, so it seems like they are mimicking the, the Final Fantasy fifteen. Console game, right? They're trying to mimic that specifically.
0: So I, I think this is this is great news. And I will say for mobile, the the MMO uh, games they're they're getting better. Their the quality on them is getting better. Um, I just recently started playing Black Desert Online, yeah. and MMO yeah. well, uh, on they, mobile.
1: That's probably one of the best newer ones.
0: That one looks incredible. Yeah, and it actually plays pretty decent too. Has a phenomenal character creator, mm-hmm. like like an, in, an insane character creator. So, uh, Final Fantasy 15 coming to mobile. I think that's only in, that it's only coming to mobile in China. I think
1: Unreal Engine 4 published by Shanghai Oriental Pearl Group. That well, sounds pretty
0: Chinese. Chinese yeah. Uh,
1: says right over here, Square Enix is teaming up with South Korean developer uh, JSC Games and Chinese maker. Game maker, Ga- Gaia. Uh mobile to develop <laughs> MMO for mobile. It doesn't say, so you know what? This could potentially come to Switch.
0: I don't see why it couldn't go to any any of if all it's consoles. it's going to a mobile, right, <laughs> right, 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 it right. can
1: certainly work on Switch. Right,
0: we've seen we've seen that happen many many times. Uh, and
1: negatively many
0: times (laughs) it's happened though Um, shovelware (laughs) you're not kidding uh so next on the uh the agenda here um fantasy flight interactive to close company-wide, uh, to close, um, there. So if, if you're not familiar, fantasy flight, they do, uh, tabletop games. Yeah. Uh, but they also had their own division for interactive games. So video games, uh, which is already closing its doors. So I think they had, um, one game set to release, which is definitely coming up because it was kind of created by a different developer. Um, and then they, um, So, if you're not, again, if you're not familiar with Fantasy Flight Game, they did Star Wars. They do Star Wars tabletop games as well as Lord of the Rings tabletop games.
1: They also have. um, They have uh, others. I actually played Mm -hmm. one of theirs. I have played
0: Um, the Star Wars Imperial Assault. I played
1: a uh, Dungeons and Dragons esque game. Okay. Um, It's. uh, If I have my Steam account. On the system, I could mention what it is, but... I... You're
0: talking a uh, video game?
1: Yeah, 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 it was a okay. video
0: game. Um,
1: I, I played it on PC. It was very much like a... Uh, and and it wasn't... A... It's sort of like a design template that they then changed the aesthetic and some of the... Was g- it a card game? Game mechanics. No, no, it wasn't a okay. card game. Um, it's almost like a choose-your-own-adventure uh, style game, it's it's really when you're moving your character, you're sort of sweeping, when you go into it, like, for example, a city, you're sort of sweeping through a set of nodes that will branch oh, into okay. different locations, almost like a board game.
0: Right, right, right. Uh,
1: where they are moving through different nodes and different events, potentially random, uh, will happen, uh, combat may happen, and then combat's, uh, from what I remember, being like turn-based, so you have some some, like, tr- Some traditional-esque turn-based RPG uh, combat stuff. And then you're progressing through these nodes. And when you make it to the backside of whatever town you're in, you now are at the end of that node. And then you go back to the world map, which is a bigger set of nodes. Hmm. And you're sort of... And you can revisit the the same place again. So you're kind of like... Going through and traveling.
0: Is it more of a point,
1: point and click type of game? It's not. It's not point and click in the sense that you can point and click to go everywhere. Okay. It's point and click to get to the next node. Mm-hmm. So it's it's linear point and click.
0: Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a game, a um, uh, couple of games, uh, Shadowgate and Deja Vu, um, that I used to play. Shadowgate. They re-released a the Shadowgate. Uh, but it reminds me a little bit of that um but yeah they they're closing their their door doors on the interactive part but their their tabletop games which they they have a quite of an, an expansive library on that is is really good
1: it, and their video game adaptations they definitely played felt like they played like a tabletop game um the it was dice heavy, so combat had like dice that rolled onto the screen mm-hmm. that you'd see in front of you, and and it would show like the effects of combat based on what the dice re- the results were. Yeah. were. And it wasn't numbers; it was like uh, symbols, like shields and swords, yeah, and, and other stuff right, right. like that. It was actually kind of cool. I was uh, I enjoyed it. it. It's very simplistic. Um, uh, but it felt like you were going through a and D like experience, yeah. uh, solo experience.
0: Yeah. So I, I think they 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 were on the right track, but I guess ultimately sales were probably not there. So
1: yeah, it's it's not as freeing, point and click type of adventure. Yeah, it's
0: dated games. Very dated.
1: It's a bit of a dated design. Some games can pull it off really well. Um, that's that's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Uh, moving on again, uh, Platinum Games goes into business with Tencent. Yep. Um, so what's happening here is uh, Tencent is putting some uh, some monies into Platinum Games to help them with publishing on their own. Uh, and, and what that's going to allow, that's going to open up their their market. It's also going to – will that also open up – I mean – I don't consider them a third-party exclusive third-party for Nintendo um, at all. They
1: they have worked with Microsoft specifically. Scale right. Scalebound. Scale bound. Yep. Dragony uh, game well, got canceled. Got
0: canceled. Yeah.
1: But they do work with others. But they have been working pretty tightly with uh, Nintendo.
0: Nintendo. Now this is also going to help. I think open up the market for uh, China, which has just recently got the. Um, the switch there along with some, some, uh, pirated switches. What are they called? I, uh, smitch or something, (laughs) something really, I mean, that's just China. China's always gonna, they're always gonna do that.
1: They're always gonna have the knockoffs because their, their laws are not.
0: Yeah. Their copyright laws are very good. Non-existent pretty much. So yeah, this is going to help, uh, publishing in, in China, which is a really, really big market. Uh, and I think people have the stigma with Tencent, uh, and and they they don't want that that stigma to be associated with platinum games.
1: Because platinum has been knocking
0: it out of the park. Well, they once. What do you mean once? Well, what, what other uh, actual chain, right? But what else? How, what
1: Bayonetta else? Bayonetta one, Bayonetta two. <sighs> I, I guess. They're, I, they're not my. No, right, but they are really good. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people really appreciate I mean if I were younger I would probably really appreciate uh, the wonderful 101 Mm -hmm. a bit more Um, I don't I don't think it's a great game, but it's certainly a good game Uh, Mad world okay, I appreciate it. I Don't think it's a great game, but it is good. Okay. They've had other games uh, the Metal Gear Revengeance That was a good game Uh, good i don't think it's great but certainly good
0: okay um but the stigma Uh, with uh
1: um what's that sliding one the one that you slide you're shooting a whole lot third person
0: crazy taxi i have no idea uh, uh, (laughs) it's very
1: fast uh action gameplay it's futuristic Hmm. oh it's slipping me i will remember this at some point but didn't they also work on uh near automata
0: uh platinum yeah, didn't they have their hand I, on that? I don't know. I'm gonna have to look that you one up. You look that up. I think I think
1: one of the designers or developers or teams or whatever had their hand in some way
0: on near automatic. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. Uh, but 10 cent stigma is is that the is it aren't they known for kind of like a micro transaction heavy type of stuff? Vanquish. Vanquish. That was the game I was thinking about. With the oh, I'm like whoa! Yeah. <laughs> well, that came yeah, out of nowhere. What? And Vanquish is really good. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh. Yeah, Platinum
1: Games. Oh, developer. so they did.
0: They developed it. Near Automata, like that is a phenomenal game. That doesn't seem like a prototypical uh, Platinum game. At least what are you recent. What
1: it's, it's very action heavy. Is it really? Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right.
1: It's it's pretty much an action game. It is an action game. But uh, they have I gotcha. They thought outside of the bayonetta box. They don't just do bayonetta games. Bayonetta games. I know. And that's what put- may make it seem like they're very narrow. But also, they did uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three.
0: Are you sure about that? Yeah. Why don't you give that a little I will give that a here. bing right here. Give that a little bing. I, I don't I don't believe you. I don't believe you at all.
1: Oh, sorry. All right.
0: Team Ninja. Team Ninja, see. I I, I, I knew it was
1: a <laughs> uh I'm Japanese sure. team. That- sure
0: that had uh, good relations with me I am sure that they have a bunch of different things I right. I just know them I was right that that yeah uh, I just know them for a bayonetta and that's pretty much it that's just me being you know fo- uh, narrow-minded I guess no,
1: they are good they also mm. oh you know what they also worked on they worked on Star Fox Zero. we will get to that we will
0: get we'll get to that. we will get to that really? Yes.
1: I, but I do want to look this up. You can continue. I'm going to look this up just uh, to confirm.
0: <laughs> All right. I'm actually going to move on to the uh, next next story here. Let me see. I got to know this now. They did. Yep. Yes. There we go. Uh, bingo.
1: Games.
0: bingo. Bingo Bango. Star Fox Zero. <laughs> All right. See,
1: they worked on some stuff.
0: Uh, War- that's not a good example. Of no, it. that's a terrible example. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Wargroove is getting more free DLC uh, yeah. with double trouble. You went to Wargroove? Yeah, yeah, I I almost beat the game. Okay, well, yeah, they're getting um new um uh, new troop types. Is that what that what that is? Uh, Ooh.
1: I want to be surprised. I don't know
0: too much about it. Oh, I'm so gonna... you don't want me to go? Over? No, no, we oh. can go. Over no, this no, I mean, if you want to be surprised, I kind of need to be surprised in order to get back into the game. All right, well, here here are the key features: brand new co-op campaign uh, can be played couch co-op or online co-op or even solo. That's a pointless mode. All right, three new <laughs> roguish commanders. I don't right, know. Commander all
1: right, so the commanders are
0: What is um, a roguish? Like a kinda rogue?
1: I'm guessing they are neutral. Uh a neutral faction okay, okay. So commanders that you can use on any faction. Okay. The factions don't matter. The commanders are what matter because all the factions have uh the same they just have like reskins of the same unit type. Gotcha. Right. Okay. The um the commanders themselves have unique abilities that make them all play differently. So mm-hmm. the commanders are way more important than uh, than the factions themselves. Okay.
0: All right. All right. All right. And then we have uh, two new units: we have thieves and riflemen. All right, those are new. New arcade missions. Now, is that like scenarios? I'm guessing maybe. I mean, I don't see how that plays different than anything else. Yeah,
1: yeah, arcade missions are like throwaway stuff. Okay, competitive. Uh, they're, they're like, they are kind of like scenario.
0: All right. Well, um, and then we have uh, competitive online quick play
1: maps. So it's just new maps. They already have online quick oh, play. Oh, they do. Okay. I actually played uh, some online quick play stuff against other people and wrecked them.
0: Wrecked them because you're just the best. I'm good. Uh, public and private multiplayer lobbies now. Uh, they are yeah, going they, really all out with they this. They definitely huh?
1: needed that because uh, matchmaking wasn't very Good, especially when you want to do fine public and private stuff. Yeah, so okay, it, it I read that more as improvements to it. It's very vaguely worded because uh, they already did have matchmaking. So
0: okay, so maybe they're refining their their th- yeah. their stuff. Uh, new volcano map theme and more updates to the custom editor tools. Uh,
1: the custom editor is really cool that they included it. You can kind of make your own campaign like story segments. You can like choose animations. Oh, really? But it's just way too much work. You would (laughs) have to literally be
0: the designer No.
1: Developer of the game. I'm already out uh, on Star Director. I'm
0: already out on Stardew Valley. That already seems like way too much work. I'm also I'm not getting paid to develop a game here.
1: It's cool that they have it in there, but it's not worthwhile. Like a map maker, a battle map map maker that's useful. Can you say that again? A battle map map maker maker <laughs> that's fine that's cool to include but to include like a campaign story scenario yeah that, that's animation a lot timing uh type yeah. of tool set that's that's,
0: that's, that all, that that's almost incorporating like an rpg maker i mean you have that as a game already so this is kind of doing the same same type of thing
1: it's too much but what it's kind of like a freebie because they're expanding their existing tools and we're kind of getting this because they already included it as a right. movie. So we're just getting the same tools that they use to make the game.
0: That's okay. So. Uh, and that's all right. Outlaw music tracks composed by phonetic hero. Cool. And more. Cool. The
1: music wasn't
0: like spectacular. But you any. know the what? Music wasn't bad. This is this is all free. So I mean, yeah. you can't re- yeah. you will complain, but you shouldn't really no, complain.
1: No, no. no, look, it's cool. The the big thing is the new units and the new commanders that will definitely change things up. Uh all the other stuff is like kind of like unnecessary
0: icing no, on it's, the cake, it's thrown in, kind of thrown well, in stuff. It's
1: it's that what I would like to see here though is more quality of life improvements, balance improvements it says it says and more <laughs> but those are the details that I think are more important because I, I didn't quit the game because it lacked co-op campaign. Right, you quit it because of... I didn't quit the game because it lacked a volcano map.
0: <laughs> no, right. Or, or outlaw music It tracks. needed some fixes.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, like, right. those are the problems that should get corrected.
0: You give it a 60 out of 100. All no, right, no. so <laughs> moving on, uh, Dragon Quest Twelve. It's in production. Everybody hold your horses. It's still a little bit ahead. Um, but you know, we're, getting it. Uh, so we have a message. I'm trying to see who, uh, dragon... Hori? thank you. Uh, happy new year. Uh, last year we released dragon quest movie, dragon quest, your story. That's the one I was talking about earlier. I, I think that's going to be, it may be on Netflix at some point. Hey,
1: hey. We, we do have a professional nearby that could talk a bit more about Dragon Quest
0: 11. Dragon Quest 11 does that person want to be here? No, that person is very tired. <laughs> um Dragon Quest is <laughs> going to make him fall. Oh, so you're, he does not like Dragon Quest.
1: It's getting good, right? The story is starting to pick up.
0: Yeah, All right. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. From yeah. snail's pace to
0: a sloth. All yeah. right. How many hours are you in? Twenty something All right, okay. so he, hours, it's starting to pick up. Uh, Twenty something hours into a 150 hour campaign, he is almost there. <laughs> um, but yes, uh, uh, sorry. Um, Happy New Year! Last year, we released Dragon Quest movie, the Dragon Quest movie, Dragon Quest: Your Story, as well as the Switch version of Dragon Quest Eleven. We also released Dragon Quest Walk for smartphones and announced anime and game adaptation for Dragon Quest: The Adventure of Dai. And now, 33 years after the game, I am extremely happy to after be the first game. Yeah, would you let me read? Uh, and now, 33 years after the first game, I am extremely happy to be able to challenge new things, such as the production of Dragon Quest 12. Uh, to all fans who have supported Dragon Quest thus far, as well as many staff members who have sustained it, thank you so much. While I'm not sure how long I'll be able to keep this up, I want to work as hard as I can for a little while longer. May this year be wonderful for everyone so it's in production it's going to be a while it'll be ready when it's ready
1: hey uh yuji right. yeah. UG hori how about you like do something different with <laughs> dragon quest man yeah uh, you made 11 games that all play the same i think for number 12 you can think outside the box i doubt it you can do it i uh, believe in you keep the art style Keep the charm. Keep pretty much everything aesthetically that makes Dragon Quest, Dragon Quest. Keep the aesthetic stuff there. That is all fantastic. Rethink the gameplay.
0: It ain't happening. Not with him. He's been doing it for 33 years. What makes you think he's going to change yeah. out? It's going to It's going to have to be uh, someone new, some new blood in there reimagining it. It ain't going to be him.
1: Dialogue options, man. That would be <laughs> Just, just do that. Just that one little thing. Just it's, give some dialogue trees, some branching, some like characters happening. that can that you can interact with more.
0: Not happening. Not with him yeah. at the helm, unfortunately. Various Nintendo trademark filings for Pikmin, Animal Crossing, Splatoon, and Zelda. Yep. Uh, so that's a, and this was uh,
1: trademark filings in Japan. In Japan. Yeah. Uh, so this could mean a couple things. Usually, stuff like this. uh happens when games are being lined up but this could also be because the nintendo uh store world store mm-hmm. in tokyo or whatever is uh about to open up so they're trying to like line things up for merchandising or whatever
0: yeah this so. essentially is is a is a filing for uh merchandise uh, whether that's, that's what the merchandise says. in general. I mean that could be anything that could be games um, It could be uh, stuffies. It could be you know, plushies, whatever um, um, And I had uh, mentioned this to you. I mean they are opening up um, Mario Super Mario World uh, like a theme uh, expansion to Universal Studios uh,
1: well, um, it's, uh, no, it's, uh, Is a Super Nintendo World I think that's what they're
0: called. yeah, what, whatever it's called that's happening uh, yeah. So, maybe this has something to do with that. Who knows? Um, but it would be nice to, if we got all those things in 2020. A Pikmin, 4, Animal Crossing, whatever it's called, a Splatoon, uh, whatever, and a Zelda Breath of the Wild too. That would, that would be awesome. Yeah. If we got that all this year.
1: I don't see that happening. Well, the Pikmin. So, do you know when we were talking about
0: the port stuff, mm-hmm. we forgot to bring up Pikmin. But we're gonna talk about the ports stuff. Sub- that, that's okay. what. That's why. I, yeah, that's what I did. That's
1: we're, why I, <laughs> we're mentioning like what could it be? A bunch of them, and we right, forgot right, right. to mention Pikmin Three.
0: The reason is because Pikmin Four is freaking ready to go. <laughs> we don't need Pikmin Three they, they when could Pikmin massage, Four. Well,
1: prep, yeah. You know, hey, like remember Pikmin Pikmin Three. Here it is, and then a couple months later,
0: like they did kind of with Valkyria Chronicles, they say, "Hey, we got four coming out." Here's uh, Valkyria Chronicles one.
1: Well, they kind of did it for Pokemon, right? They also did it for Fire Emblem,
0: but instead they did it on
1: mobile, right? They did a mobile <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, and yeah, console. But with Valkyria Chronicles, that was on the same console. It was all on Switch. I thought
1: they did four first, right? They, but
0: they did four, and then you had Valkyria Chronicles one to yeah. be able to purchase or whatever. Or
1: with Disgaea five, and then
0: one four. No, I think they're all separate with Disgaea. Disgaea 5 Complete is its own no, thing. They
1: did that first.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. And and then then right, right, right. And they
1: released, I think, but there one were, But those... Four, yeah, yeah. Like that.
0: Yeah, but those are all... They don't really tie into each other. Who
1: knows? Maybe they're actually...
0: Timing things correctly and, and placing their ducks all in a row. We'll we'll get to that. We'll, right. This discussion was about Wii U ports. We're which, supposed to be
1: running down. Let's run down. Yeah,
0: run down. Nino Cooney on Netflix coming uh, soon, uh, January sixteenth, uh, actually. That is the perfect thing to do with that franchise. It yeah, I mean it's essentially an you know it should be an it should man. be right. Yeah. It, it looks like a Studio Ghibli film. Um, yeah, it, it, bring bring it over. Should not be a game. It, it is though. It's both. Uh, The
1: game's all
0: right. Yeah, it's okay. It's a good game. Uh, For uh, narrative uh, quality, it's, it's a really good game, especially the first one. Did you beat the first one? I did not. I just watched it. I watched people play it. I have not played it. I watched people play it. Anyway, it's moving right. on. Uh, Metro Redux Collection listed for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, yeah. So the Redux Collection is Metro 2033 and uh, Metro Last Light. Redux versions for both. Redux versions, yeah. yes, for for the both of them. Uh, so th- that was a uh, filing for uh, ESRB, is that correct?
1: Uh, whatever the article says.
0: And the article says, I believe it was a filing for uh, for the ESRB. Um,
1: what do yeah. We have over here. Do I see the letters E, uh, Peggy, which is like yeah, the but for Europe,
0: right? For for e- the Europeans that listen yeah, to this,
1: European yeah. Game Information Board.
0: Yes, yeah, so it's been rated by them.
1: Sorry, sorry, the Pan European <laughs> Game Information Board. I just wanted to make sure I get it correct.
0: <laughs> Peggy, Peggy. <laughs> so um, look for that in the future maybe this year um uh who knows oh,
1: the cool thing about an announcement uh not even this wasn't an announced but this is you know a happy coincidental sort of thing potentially a leak it's not a leak but it's like pseudo leak the cool thing about this is stuff like this announcements like this of a franchise that never appeared on nintendo consoles before and is about to this is like uh, you know, Nintendo Direct worthy.
0: Yeah, something is happening. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and this is a big. It's a big game.
1: Yeah, this right. is a big game, and mm-hmm. it's it's two big games. It's a big collective thing. It already released on the other consoles, but it's now coming to Switch for the first time. Right. Uh, and you, you know, traditionally Nintendo reserves like, hey, Witcher three is now coming out, or uh, even like odd games like uh, what's that weird one where it's about kind of like it has like weird demon people that walk backwards and you have to shoot them in the crotch in order to kill them (laughs) (laughs) it's like it's such a janky horror game is
0: it like we happy few or something no 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 no
1: no. it's it's a horror game it's like janky and it's like a detective horror
0: But like a lot of people love it because it's so weird. Oh man, I don't know. Quirky. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: People know what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right. But they released it. It was it was like they shadow dropped it All on right. on the Nintendo Direct saying it's available now and, and then people they also were ex- announced the sequel which is coming to the Switch. Late
0: not Layers of Fear. Oh, what is it? Oh, man. I can't wait to shoot people in the Crutchville region. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, moving on. Uh, God of War Creator has uh, hit some Nintendo news here. What does he want now? Okay, I'll actually I'll I'll go over this. Considering you got like fluff in your mouth. Uh, Anyway, uh, God of War creator um, desires a Golden Sun remake, and the and this spawned from a tweet that was kind of an infographic with a bunch of uh, known IPs for Nintendo. Basically, uh, kill off one of these IPs to bring back a dead. IP. Um, and we both agreed we killed Kirby off. Yeah. Sorry, Kirby. <laughs> so Ker, Ker, and the infographic included uh, Super Mario Fire Emblem, Xenoblade Chronicles.
1: No, not Fire Emblem.
0: No, I'm sorry. Super Mario Flyer Emblem. Flyer Emblem. Xenoblade Chronicles, Zelda, Kirby, Splatoon, Super Smash Brothers, and Pokemon. Yep. So you bring you kill one of those and you bring back a dead one, and Cory Balrog, uh creator of god of war said dear nintendo my body is ready for a modern golden sun game built on the still smoldering ashes of literally every one of these franchises so he he is willing to kill them all to bring back golden sun i think he's a little wrong there but that's okay comment yeah quite the comment so i mean coming from someone like this you know i don't think he has any pull but yeah golden sun uh you had a little bit to say about golden sun
1: Yeah, uh, Golden Sun, I didn't play the third iteration, but I did, uh, I played and beat the first two, uh, and the second one started to get a little samey to the first one, and the third one was, it didn't score as highly, which is why I didn't pick it up, but the Golden Sun franchise, and certainly the first two games, very interesting stuff, the gameplay was pretty cool, especially the first one, it was doing some, uh, ability manipulation stuff that would happen and you're unlocking new abilities and you're acquiring the the elemental spirit things. I forgot what they are called. Uh, but you sort of acquire them and as you gain more, you gain access to more <clears throat> abilities and they tie into the combat system as well. It was just like a very, it was very much a JRPG mm-hmm. uh, uh, on the Game Boy Advance, I believe they first came out on. Um, two of them and then ds on the third iteration i believe uh and they were just really cool because they're traditional jrpg stuff done at a good quality level with a good interesting story interesting characters i mean the characters they weren't like i'm not i don't want to oversell golden golden sun whatsoever but it was pretty cool and uh they had They gated some of the level progression, the the world progression, based on the abilities that you had access to. So, as you got access to new abilities, you could kind of, like, backtrack. So, it was, like, some slight Metroidvania-esque stuff Mm -hmm. in there as well. But it was a good... It kind of was a good introduction to JRPGs for a younger audience, which was appropriate for the Game Boy Advance, you know, uh, a system that was... Primarily for a younger younger audience, right? Right. Uh, and it was good and it was solid. And, uh, graphically it was pretty good. I think it was, um, I don't want to say it's pre-rendered sprite graphics.
0: I I wouldn't, I don't know.
1: It could have been pre-rendered sprite graphics, uh, but it was like good quality sprite work. So regardless, it was like quality 2d graphics Mm -hmm. looks pretty good.
0: I mean, no. like I said, this, he has no pull whatsoever, but it's nice to see someone appreciating uh, yeah. an RPG as old as Golden Sun. That's that's
1: the big thing. It's like a shout-out to an RPG that hasn't been a thought in my mind for like 10 years.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And someone's like, hey, shout-out.
0: So, mm-hmm. very, very cool. Thank you, Kari uh, Balrog. Uh, now, we're going to briefly go, very briefly go over this. Shimigami Tensei Five still under active development. No kidding. Moving on to the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they announced this SMT five that it's to <laughs> it's Yeah, like they announced this way too early. So yeah. which leads and I think you mentioned this before leads us to believe that you know some big major change possibly happened on behind yeah. the scenes there uh, when
1: they just show a trailer Metro Prime four.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Metro Prime four was just a uh, logo release it wasn't yeah. much of anything else
1: well they show a trailer with no gameplay elements yeah be wary
0: yeah yeah there's not. yeah right so moving on to more substantial news there have there have been a lot of rumors about this next topic about a switch model a new switch model kind of like a pro version or just a new overall model altogether of um of the new Switch that is capable of playing uh, 1080. I think that's what they were saying.
1: If you yeah, wanna... it's not going to be 4K. I don't care no, what I don't... anyone thinks is going to happen. No. 4K, Switch, not going to happen. Switch 2, maybe. Yeah. But that, we're talking like at least five years away.
0: And you know what? I don't need 4K. I don't even have a 4K TV. I, I don't need it. Just make your games quality at 1080. I am, I'm fine with that. So, um... There, there's just a lot of smoke here with this yeah. with this rumor. Very smoky. And um, I'm all in. I'm all in for an improved CPU. I'm all in for. Um, well, there he did that. Well, a more well the, a more improved CPU. I mean, with a little bit more modern technology. Again, more improved battery life. More improved graphics. GPU. Um, the mm-hmm. GPU behind it. Um, just more the, memory. Oh, internal memory.
1: Well, as, uh, or
0: are you talking RAM memory, system, yeah, system yeah. memory? Okay, but either way, as, as well as uh, system, as you know, you got your system memory as well as uh, you know storage space on there. Store, storage is fine. Like I, you know, they have the SD card for
1: for expanding, uh, you know, long term sure. persistent memory. That's fine. Uh, the big, the big thing in consoles in general, the biggest, <clears throat> one of the biggest. Factors for getting like nice bumps up you know, or uh, having some degree of parity with more traditional consoles is the memory. That is the biggest thing that's holding the Switch back. Is that it has uh, four gigs? Uh,
0: I would say minimum is four gigs. That would be kind of kind of low already. I'd have to look at the specs. Five gigs, really? That seems like an odd four odd or number.
1: Five. Uh, it might be four gigs of memory versus. The eight that uh, modern consoles have right mm. now, um, or at least the first iteration of the model, uh, modern consoles. Right, um, right, right. So you know that is a big difference because that ties into a whole lot of how many objects can be loaded uh, or can be already loaded and persistent on the screen. That's that's a big deal. CPU is more so with, like, how many objects can you call your render pass onto. That is potentially a big deal. AI is a big deal when it comes to CPU. Uh, if you want resolution, that is a GPU thing. Yep. Um, and also the GPU, and when we're talking memory, we're talking, like,
0: System generally
1: memory. GPU memory, but uh, I believe... Uh, Almost all the consoles today they do shared system memory, so the, yeah. both the CPU and the GPU are going to be sharing a good chunk of that. But uh, when it comes to like a lot of a lot of the AI based stuff, is like, also going to use up the CPU side of the memory. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I just can't. It depends on whether or not they keep it separate or keep it together when it comes to, like, system memory, whether they segregate it. Um, like an integra-
0: a dedicated or an integrated yeah, type example, of system. Yeah, for
1: example, PCs are typically, with a video card, uh, the system memory is reserved for the CPU. Right. And the GPU has its own chunk of memory. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, with something this small, it would be. I would say it, it would be pretty hard to have its own dedicated GPU uh, without it getting bigger or bulk more bulky. In, I, I would think
1: Well, uh, they embed it um, yeah I'm, but, not, I'm not sure if that's the case with this one this is the uh, uh, tegra mm-hmm. so I, I haven't looked into the Tegra architecture or anything like that so, which is old um,
0: but but that's the thing I mean the technology yeah, technology advances just way too quickly so in in the lifespan of, uh, of development f- as as the switch as a console it, it's a, it's working on a th- like a three or four-year-old processor before it's actually even released. Yep. So that, that's the delay time we're, we're looking at. Which and means, that's pretty big.
1: Yeah, which means and it, Tegra X2 is, have, has been out. It was out already when the Switch first released. The Tegra X2 was already, like, out there. You could get it. It was already on, like, mobile devices and stuff like that. Uh, so, and the Switch runs on the X1. So if there is a newer Switch model, it's probably going to be the X2.
0: Uh, I mean yeah, what's the what would be the point of of doing that? but that's the thing. technology just advances in 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 just three years' time in just three years time it it just it just it's a, it's crazy and, and but with
1: consoles weird, yes, technology is always evolving and evolving pretty quickly within three years time uh typically, but uh with consoles, you have to think back like five years <laughs> right uh, because they uh, there's a lot of planning and 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 runway. Space that's needed in order to launch a console to get it running because uh, they also want to leverage older older Older-ish not cutting-edge tech because they're getting better price rates on those.
0: Mm Mm-hmm So there's a lot of smoke with this one. So I think there's there's got to be something going on.
1: There's a fire It's burning there's
0: something going on
1: burning something's happening.
0: All right, then we have uh, This was uh, kind of interesting to me. So Twitter Released a uh, which games dominated the online chatter in 2019. Now you would think, you know, you would think uh, Fortnite. Uh, you would think uh, mine Minecraft. What's this one over there? Uh, you would think that's number one. Actually, you okay. would think PUBG. I mean, yes, they're all on the list. Yeah, I
1: see. I see PUBG. All right, so number ten.
0: Number ten is Super Smash. And that's at number 10, and that's Smash. That's like (laughs)
1: Nintendo's (laughs) biggest game that has released over the last year and and a month.
0: Number nine is Minecraft. That game is old, but people people are still playing that game. Uh, Number eight is PUBG.
1: Entire people's YouTube channels solely exist because of Minecraft. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) And they've since moved on. But, you know, even so, Minecraft is still fairly popular. Uh, number eight, PUBG. Number seven, I don't even know what number seven is. What is that? They just have the... Monst uh, Mixie. They just have the uh, the Twitter handle, so yeah. it's kind of hard to... to uh, we have
1: to identify the icon. <laughs> it's a mobile game.
0: Yeah, Monst Mixie. Probably Mixi.
1: a China
0: M- market. It's a possibility. Potentially. Uh, number six, it's another one of those ensemble stars. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, it, their, it looks like the another logo
1: is in a different language.
0: Yes, number five, Grand Blue Fantasy, looks that's like another Chinese maybe. Asian market. Yeah, yep, yep. Uh, then we have uh, Identity VJP. Maybe the J- maybe that's Japanese JP.
1: Yeah,
0: I don't know. That's uh, f- probably another Asian market. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then we have Final Fantasy, because. Final Fantasy is all you need. It's
1: you know that's that's the entire franchise that, encapsulated. That's it. Just in Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. So that's uh, pretty that's pretty obvious. Yeah.
0: Number three, that was number three, and number two, uh, Fortnite. Yep. I mean, Fortnite just seemed to take over the world.
1: Now, um, something beat Fortnite.
0: <laughs> right. What this, is this? Well, uh, it is. Um, do I have it here? Um, Fate Grand Order Project.
1: That's definitely asian market
0: i don't know what that is <laughs> but it's insane that the you know the asian market has really dominated um, the the gaming space on twitter considering fortnite as huge as we all think it is well, it
1: says it right here in terms of where those tweets originated japan was the country that tweeted the most about video games followed by the us south korea thailand Brazil, France, Great Britain. So, you know, the number one is Japan. So it's already going to have a Japan influence because they tweeted the most about it. Right. And then the U.S. And then Asian market. South, South Korea. Korea. Asian market. Thailand. Thailand, yeah. Uh, so we have, like, three. And then, you know, there's even more Asian markets after that. But, like, we have three. The top four, three of those top four are Asian
0: markets. So, yeah.
1: yeah I mean, this is dominated by uh, Asian Market games.
0: Yeah. I, I, like I, I, I had never heard of that first first game there. Well, in the Asian market, as we know, mm-hmm. it's primarily mobile. It is very mobile. So
1: this is why some of these are skipping our... Why, why they're off, are our not radar. Aware, yeah, yeah, they're off our off radar. Yeah, they're off our radar. Because mobile here in the States is not really a thing that, that hardcore gamers care about.
0: Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we're gonna go over the uh, some Wii U rumors first, uh, cause I wanna I'm to oh. switchy swoochy some things here. What's I wanna I wanna change some rumors. Uh, change some order. Let's thing. do it. All right, Emily Rogers nin- uh, says Nintendo has two more Wii U ports coming to Switch. Now Emily Rogers used to be on the rumor mill. She still may be on the rumor mill. I don't know, but I think she now she has a. Uh, a uh, I I forget where she's working now, but she is uh, now a... Um, oh, jeez. Uh, she's an editor or something like that. Anyway, um, so two new Wii U ports at some point coming over. They are not difficult to guess because there aren't many Wii U games left to, to port. Yeah, and she said this on Reset era forums.
1: Yep. And she said this with confidence. The quote is, I can also confirm that Nintendo has at least Two more unannounced Wii U ports. They are not difficult to guess because there aren't many Wii U games left to port. Uh, so that just that quote of what of what she posted. Uh, yeah, that, there's a lot of confidence there.
0: Yeah, and, and and she's typically been right about some of these these things here. She, she's been more right than wrong for sure. For sure. Now, one game I think for sure is coming out, and it has to is Super Mario 3D World. If that game never makes it to the Switch, that is an absolute travesty because it is a I love that game on the Wii U. That game is great. And co- and great co-op too. Right, great co-op, and then my daughter can finally stop bothering me to play that game on the Wii U because the Wii U is such a hassle. To put on in my house.
1: What are you talking about? You don't need to attach it to a TV.
0: I. You don't actually. With that game, you can play it entirely on the gamepad. Yeah. I, whatever. My setup doesn't really allow for Wii U gameplay for whatever reason.
1: So my setup, it's still
0: connected. <laughs> it is still not connected. Your TV, no, though. no, no, no. My, it's, it's still connected, but. We, we it's a whole thing. It's a whole process, but she can always just play on the switch. Now, if that game worse was to ever come now, you did mention Pikmin three.
1: Well, I mentioned that we forgot to bring that up because we're discussing like ports and we, we mentioned star Fox zero as a potential port. Uh, I mentioned uh, the One for as a potential. Sure. You mentioned Xenoblade X, but Which, we both agreed is like a technical. Yeah, I don't
0: think Monolith. Do. Monolith have said many times that they're not doing it. Yeah. So. Um, we didn't mention. I didn't mention Pikmin three because Pikmin four has been done, as far as we know, for like a, a year or two. <laughs> like how long has that big no, game been done? It's
1: been done for a while. That quote is
0: old. The Pikmin uh, Pikmin four. The
1: Pikmin. The quote from Shigeru Miyamoto saying that Pikmin four was done. That is an
0: old quote. That's what I mean. I don't want Pikmin three when Pikmin four is done sitting somewhere. I don't even know where. <laughs> Well, <laughs> like, think, what do I, we need that for? I think
1: Pikmin Three should get re-released because I think it it got overlooked. It, and, yeah, and it would be. I think for easy, the most
0: part, most games got overlooked on the Wii U.
1: Yeah, and and it would be an easy sort of uh, recaching and sampling of the water, testing of the waters to see if the Pikmin franchise still has some legs,
0: carrots, <laughs> whatever those bees, things are. But flowers. I mean, if Pikmin Four is done, just get get it over with and like. Give it to us already.
1: Uh, you know, sadly, like, I haven't beaten Pikmin 3. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I didn't actually get that far into it. I probably put in, like, five hours into Pikmin 3, and that's kind of it.
0: That's it, yeah. Just uh, kind of stagnant. There.
1: And it it's not bad. It's just, um, like, it felt a lot like Pikmin 2, which felt more like Pikmin 1, except right. way longer. Pikmin 2 was, like, triple the size of Pikmin 1. Chicken one, that was easy to
0: beat. That was the game of short. <laughs> but moving on, it's just like, no, no way. What, now, what else could be? All right. I, I don't think it's uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles. I would
1: love for it to be Xenoblade I Chronicles would absolutely. X. Of course. That would, I would be amazing.
0: Yeah. I, and we are getting a Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Sharp Plus Complete Definitive Edition. In like
1: a week and a half. Yeah.
0: It's coming out this month. Really the only game worth mentioning this month. Um now you would mention Star Fox Zero, Zero, yeah, which would be the and you would just I've never pl- I had never played it, but you were describing how how integral the gamepad is in that game. Yeah, I don't know that that could. I they mean, won't. they could they could try and work it with motion control somehow, some way. It just does. There's too much involved there.
1: They would they would have to redesign it. Um, yeah, unfortunately, uh, they would have to decouple the. I guess if they leveraged the right Thumb stick for aiming and the left stick for for directing your ship uh, whatever whatever vehicle version it's in mm-hmm. uh, that would be the best way to get it to work but then um, you would the thing is the camera moved when you move when you held on to the gamepad and you tw- turned you could see the game be rendered right uh, in I believe cockpit view on the gamepad while it's still being rendered on screen, uh, third-person ship view uh, on the TV. And that would show you the direction you're heading, your ship is heading, while the aiming cockpit view showed you you could look to the right as if it had like a side view mirror camera system to your R-wing, whatever vehicle. And you could aim and shoot at stuff that's on your sides.
0: That Um, seems like it's... Siri couldn't quite catch it for some reason <laughs> and I couldn't quite catch it either because I mean that I think that would be like Impossible to uh, like you. It's a decouple that the, the, no no. Yeah gameplay wise it, it would be yeah No, because now, cause,
1: cause they tied in some like puzzly like activate a switch, but you have to like aim to your left
0: Yeah, it, it just it just wouldn't work. It just really wouldn't yeah. work uh, a monster the Monster Hunter 3 uh,
1: 3 ultimate
0: yeah 3 yeah. ultimate I, I have it I'd never never played it. So good. Never played so it. So good. I mean ultimately I would like Monster Hunter World. I don't think that would be coming to us unfortunately. But Monster Hunter 3 is kind of uh, you know, you throw us a, a little bone, you know. That
1: is that is the next best Monster Hunter uh, aside from World and World is definitely like a big uh, leap yeah. ahead. But 3 Ultimate is big. That's a huge game, lots of excellent monsters. But, uh, yeah, like, it's a step down from where Monster Hunter has gone within worlds.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just a totally different direction even. What else
1: could there be? Um, Any other Wii U games?
0: Yeah, Paper Mario Color Splash. I think that gets a really big knock. I don't mind that game. It's a it's a RPG light, uh, not light game. It is an RPG.
1: Did it have any gamepad specific mechanics?
0: It kind of did. Yeah, it kind of did. When you look at, you can look at your deck here. You can fill up with colors and flick it up, and yeah, it kind of did. It kind of did. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's right. That's right.
1: What you, that's right. Yeah, 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 you could
0: flick. Yeah, but that's what that's what you're gonna get when you have the Wii U. It had the gamepad mechanic. I mean, you gotta.
1: Kind of have to figure that out weird quirky
0: gameplay mechanics Yeah, they're they're gonna have to figure a way out with Super Mario World There really wasn't any need for the gamepad
1: even with Pikmin 3 they incorporated like the gamepad actually made playing Pikmin 3 uh, very very useful they made very good use of it because Mm -hmm. you could see because you were controlling multiple characters at the same time and they could be on very different parts of the map, and on the hand right. you could see what they are doing and
0: where they the are, map And yeah. where they're
1: located, and you could sort of uh, quickly change between one character and another. So yeah,
0: yeah, with a sim like that, it makes kind of makes sense. Sim, sim, I call that a sim.
1: Pikmin is a sim.
0: It is. It's a. It's more like I don't know. Maybe like a strategy simulator type of type of Strat- thing. Strategy, I can see. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, it's a strategy puzzle game. Strategy puzzle game, sim. <laughs> it's a
1: it's a task. <laughs> it's like a task uh
0: organizing. Yeah, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's almost in the Stardew Valley category for me. No. Uh, right. No, so, really um off. I'm a little off. Um I'm a lot off actually. Yeah. Um Capcom DMC mm-hmm. 3, Devil May Cry 3 to the Switch. And you think there's some potential uh, something in here. I'll let you um, let you describe.
1: Yeah, so uh, the Devil May Cry peeps said that there's going to be something special that they're going to do as they port Devil May Cry 3 over to the Switch. Uh, they didn't say what the special thing is going to be, but they said something along the lines of expect, uh, I think the quote is, uh, they're feeling a little motivated to add a little something extra that we think you're all really going to like into this Devil May Cry 3 port.
0: I think they're going to add Link into the game. I think they're not. I think they're going to Nintendo-fy the game somehow, some way. I think they're going to, like, add Monster
1: Hunter-esque stuff into it.
0: I mean, it makes sense. Capcom, it's all in the same kind of realm here. Um, But I I think, you know, for... um,
1: Devil May Cry is like a, a whole, very it, mature game.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Link ain't gonna appear in that. No way.
0: Why not? He matured in Breath of the Wild. He was that was a very mature game.
1: Uh Samus would have a better <laughs> chance of appearing in Devil May Cry.
0: You know what? I'll accept that too. Yeah. I, 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 but I think that's I, that's what I'm getting at. I think they'll they'll do something similar to that. They'll they'll bring a character from the Nintendo world into their world. Now if it was a different like Capcom with an amiibo franchise. or something,
1: if it was a different Capcom franchise. I could definitely see Zelda, Link, whatever, making an appearance because Capcom actually made Zelda games, mm-hmm. they made two of them, they're awesome. Uh, uh, three of them
0: did they do Minish Cap? I don't know about Minish, I would have to yeah, consult the Bing machine, yeah. but we're not gonna do that right now.
1: But uh, so that's interesting, you know,
0: cool, you know, Devil May Cry 3 port, whatever. Here's the important Double Devil May Cry 3 on the Switch is a big deal.
1: They you have 1 and 2 on the Switch.
0: Right, but having 3 on the Switch, I think that's kind of their the graphical intensity on 3 is pretty good.
1: Oh, well, it's prior gen? Yeah, but still. But still. But no, con- Devil May Cry 4 wasn't oh, that, that would, great. No, nah, all, right, all right. 3 wasn't, you know, it was all right. 1 and 2 were really good, 1 was really good.
0: One was really good. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, Devil I, May Cry 3 was on PS2, now that I'm remembering. Okay. It was on PS2? Yes. They put three Devil May Cry games on PS2? Yeah, um, I'll, I can look that up, but I'm pretty yeah, sure. I'm pretty sure.
1: I'm wondering. because I'm, I'm curious, because that would give the indication as to the graphical bump up or bump <sighs> Yeah, there's got
0: to be something. Yeah.
1: Here's the more important part. So, uh, they didn't give any hints as to what the surprise was, but... They said that they're going to be revealing the this, this special surprise thing uh, on three specific dates.
0: Over three dates.
1: Over three dates. So on January 16th, which is in like uh, a week and a day, uh, on January 30th, and on February 13th. So this is every... There's like two-week intervals. They're going to announce something new. Uh, starting on the 16th. Well, we do know that some direct beyond the Pokemon one is going to happen at,
0: some, at point. some point, whether, I mean, I don't think they'll do a full, I mean, they may do a full Animal Crossing direct, but we need a Nintendo direct.
1: Yeah. Cause we, there's, we, no one knows what's coming out. No, there's, there's nothing coming <laughs> out. <laughs> there's plenty of stuff coming out. We just don't know about it. Like right, Nintendo right, hasn't right. announced it. We don't have much prep work on that. So there's definitely a Nintendo Direct happening. There's, like, clues here and there. We hinted at that on stuff that we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. So these three dates, in particular, one of them, potentially the 16th, you'd imagine, like, the earlier, the earliest of these dates would be the first initial announcement like, May Cry 3 is coming.
0: And also four, not five, but, you know, potentially, who so, knows? Yeah.
1: So, uh... These three dates in particular, potentially there's a good chance that they'll coincide with a Nintendo Direct.
0: That would be awesome. Yeah. Because I don't want to wait anymore. I really don't. Yeah. So, yeah, that's really... I, I totally did not pick up on that. And um, I think you're onto something for certain. For yeah. certain. If not, we, we we're we just stretching. I don't think we're stretching. I think it totally makes sense.
1: I, I think it makes sense too.
0: I think it really makes sense. Yeah. All right, so um, uh, now we are at the creme de la creme. We have a Pokemon direct set for January 9th. Uh, it's a 20 minute direct, which 20 is minutes. pretty substantial considering the game, the, the newest game, Sword and Shield, is already out. All right, so what are they going to show us? Are they going to show us uh, potential DLC for whatever reason? Are they also going to show us uh, some of the stuff that they they talked about? I think it was during E3. They had a Pokemon Direct around that time where they showed us Pokemon uh, Home, I think it was called. Yeah, some weird stuff. In Pokemon uh, Sleep. Yeah. Um, a sleep assistant. And <laughs> <laughs> like, and Pokemon Go, I'm sure there's going to be something. Like, I don't think this is going to be all about... Pokemon Sword and Shield. I mean, there will be, of course, there'll be something about that. But there's... 20 minutes g- on the game that's already out. Right. And they've showed everything. I, I mean, what else is there to show unless there's something...
1: DLC. New. Which you've mentioned. Yep. Uh, I think it's probably going to be some weird offshoot thing. Um, they, like a, a they spinoff. Might, they might touch up on... Uh, on the sleep and the home.
0: <laughs> well, the home is like your Pokebank. Yeah. yeah.
1: But I'm thinking it's going to be more so a spinoff. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but like uh, a year and a half ago or two years ago, this was before Pokemon Let's Go. They shadow dropped, they released uh, on a, I think it was like a, a direct before E3, like a month before E3. They did a director or maybe two months before. They talked about Pokemon. Oh, what, what they were like all cubey looking. Oh, Quest. Pokemon Quest, and then they just dropped. It. It's like, and it's available today. Or,
0: or that was a or free uh, free game. Uh, free with, to play. Oh, with yeah. a free to start maybe. Free to start. Yeah, free to start. No, no,
1: uh, no, it was free to play
0: with microtransactions that you could potentially yeah. c- unlock the entire game, but it kind of capped you, which was really nice. It
1: was, it was slow. It, it paced you very slowly. So if you want to like pull ahead very quickly, you definitely have to drop money.
0: Yeah, Pokemon Quest, and there was a. Yeah. I thought there was another one too.
1: There might have been another one, but Pokemon Quest is the mm-hmm. one I remember because I I downloaded and played a lot of that. Really? Oh yeah, I got oh, okay. to like almost the very center island, which is like the end of Okay, alright. I got like almost there, but it came, it became way too grindy. It only took like 15 minutes of my time. <laughs> every day. I was just logging in every day, 15 minutes, you know do the things, and I'm done, and I just turn off, because it was on Switch. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was easy. easy. Play, but yeah, it was, it was grindy. <laughs> it definitely wanted money.
0: So, um... I mean that was that ever on? I don't think that made that. To, I don't think that made it to mobile. Uh, I think that it did. Did it really?
1: It it felt like a mobile game. It
0: like, certainly did. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, so you think it's some sort of a spin-off in that vein, or are you thinking because you something mentioned something else? I think is a little more interesting.
1: I did mention something else. You want me to mention it again? Yeah. All right. Do it. Get it. <laughs> Get are you ready for this? Uh, no. <laughs> I think it's because a lot of people bring up. This one Pokemon offshoot because everyone loves it. It was well, so weird. Easy with everyone. A lot of people loved it when <laughs> it was out. Like, and people still like, th- they reminisce about it in a positive way. Sure. That's yeah. what I meant to say. Right? They don't love it, but they definitely reminisce of, about it favorably. And that is, think way back to the N64. Nah. We're doing it straight to the camera. Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap. Pokemon Snap. I think it Switch could be edition. a sequel of sorts to Pokemon Snap, right? Because you think about it, they spent all this time creating all these new Pokemon, HD graphics, mm-hmm. etc. How are they going to extend? And they create these worlds, these HD worlds, and they have like this whole like wild ecosystem and all that. They have a lot of the assets built because they built this big giant console-esque game and they should leverage it. And how what's a good way to leverage it without feeling like a rehash because Pokémon Snap was a rehash it wasn't a rehash, <laughs> but what I'm saying is the the it's built for rehashing right. of of the graphical assets. So, but because the gameplay was so fundamentally different, they could get away with it. Right. Because it played like no other game out there so if they rehash on all these assets which has taken them quite some time to do mm-hmm. and you can imagine if they are planning in the future to bring more pokemon more generations of pokemon they could work it right into in. the hd graphics fully mm-hmm. modeled 3d etc they can expand both pokemon snap and sword and shield at the same time and get even more bang for their pokemon buck
0: yeah. Yeah. I I mean Pokemon Snap would be would be awesome. I would love to see a spin-off. Yeah. Whatever it is, whether it's something new altogether.
1: It could it could even I can even imagine it being like some like a DLC expansion. Hmm. To Sword and Shield. Right. Like being baked into Sword and Shield. Oh okay. Was, I gotcha, I got you. Sword gotcha. and Shield has character customization Mm -hmm. so now you have like you have your own avatar you have your own character customization and now they add in like this whole like expansion-y uh explore the region
0: and it works just as
1: as a a photographer Mm -hmm. right and it works like uh pokemon pokemon Snap, snap right
0: i think um we should write a letter to game freak and pitch that idea
1: well, I would rather have them do a standalone, and <laughs> they would probably rather have the standalone because they'll make way more money right, 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 off right. of a sequel, Pokemon Snap 2, right? Yeah, whatever. Like, that sure. would just print
0: way more money than, <laughs> they could than charge
1: expanding more.
0: Sword and Shield. Right, right, exactly. But, uh, yeah know, I, I, I would love, again, I want a spinoff. I want something else. I'm so, I'm kind of tired of the whole Pokemon well, there world was a- right now.
1: There was a, I heard on, I think, kind of funny, uh, they mentioned that it could be a Let's Go-esque version of a prior Pokemon Gen. I don't want that. I don't want that either.
0: Yeah, I don't want that. That's, that's boring, and it doesn't, and it also doesn't, um, you don't need a Pokemon Direct for that.
1: Yeah, I don't think we need <laughs> a step between Pokemon Go, which is dead, and pokemon you know legit
0: right yeah we don't don't, need that at all. i don't think
1: we need an in-between if anything we need a replacement for pokemon go right to recapture things and to recapture in an interesting way and that is the step the gateway drug into pokemon Mm -hmm. legit we don't need this in between hybrid of let's go right It, it didn't satisfy it didn't pull the people from the uh from you know the phone only stuff, or it didn't certainly didn't pull enough of them, and it only kind of upset the hardcore because that's really the most of the people that played. Let's go right. was the hardcore that want a console Pokemon game.
0: Right, and I disappointed. I will say though that uh, Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee, whatever iteration you played, uh, was really good in terms of getting a, a younger audience back into it because yeah. um, my my son was able to play it pretty easily without. Any really any real challenge, uh, so it was. Well, he
1: could probably do the same with Pokemon Sword and
0: Shield. I guess it, it, the learning curve I think is a little more when when I'm looking at in him and how he thinks. I think the learning curve in Sword and Shield is a little more so. There's a steeper learning curve there. Sure. Uh, whereas catching a Pokemon in Let's Go is really straightforward. It's really easy. So easy, uh, you know, he could do it. You know. So, I don't know. I don't know. Alright, moving on to listener questions. We want to hear from you guys. You can email us any questions at podcast at switchrpg.com or you can dive into our Discord server at discord at dot and post in our podcast channel. We do have a question today. Did we uh, skip this? What? No. We did not skip that. Well, oh, right. tell me we skipped the Nino Kuni anime movie.
1: There you go. We covered it. We're good. Question. <laughs>
0: Alright. Uh, Red Guardian from Discord. With a Nintendo Direct kind of imminent, what's your prediction? Last year, we got a slew of RPGs from the beginning of the year uh, Direct. Also, Rune Factory 5 doesn't have a date yet, so that's a huge bet that he's putting down for. What do you want in that's the right, Nintendo Rune, Direct?
1: Rune Factory 5 was announced and they kind of treat that announcement as a big deal because I think they talked but about Rune Factory 4. Is that e- that's switch. not even out yet. And then at the end of that Four, they were like, and five.
0: Yeah, they they pulled. It was too early. <laughs> yeah. It was way too early for five.
1: It was another one of those. Here's the trailer. Yeah, we just don't to, have anything. Yeah,
0: just like the Elder Scrolls Six for Bethesda yeah. and Starfield, really too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what are you what are you wanting from a, a Nintendo Direct? The Blade Chronicles. The definitive definitive edition. Yep. So you actually want to see some gameplay, some something. Other I than kind of a trailer remake,
1: show more. Like for me, as someone who already played uh, through the game twice, uh, I just need to see more of the graphics. Mm-hmm. Make sure that the voice acting didn't change. Make sure that the audio is still like good quality and see like the up, you know, the updated graphical elements. Like make sure that part is has been elevated and looks better, uh, and that the resolution is nice and HD. The textures don't need to be updated like crazy. You don't need to remodel everything like crazy. Honestly, just putting it in higher resolution, that's going to be more than enough for me. Mm -hmm. But it will look a little muddy. (laughs) It'll look high res
0: muddy. Muddy high res. uh, Which is certainly better than what it was on. We'll call that retro high res. maybe. We'll call it something.
1: And please do not do like a, uh, like what Capcom did with the with the monster hunter on switch, which was just a port of the three DS gross monster hunter, uh, engine like that was, that was bad. Don't
0: I don't think, I don't think we'll see something like that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, put in the effort to spruce up the graphics, right. Mm-hmm. Make it, make it worth, uh, my, my, you know, third purchase, or whatever <laughs> it was. uh, you know, I want, I want to make sure I'm getting something for it, but like looking forward to that, uh, We know about it. I just want to see more, just to reconfirm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for people who haven't played it, I'm certain that you want to see more about what the game is about. Don't spoil anything either.
0: No, please, God. Do not do that. No. Um I'm hoping for you know for that I'm hoping for more uh trials of mana that's something that's really yes. um on my radar.
1: They're well, fed a lot to us.
0: Remember when we were looking Yeah, at they keep, article, they continue classes, to if you that. follow their Twitter yeah. account or their website they continue to feed more stories, more character uh spotlights, things of that nature. Yes. Uh so they're kind of already I guess they're kind of already doing that. Um and we already have a release date, so there's really no... I guess you kind of talking me out of it. I don't want to see it. I don't well, want to see we it.
1: We, we kind of don't need to. Do, I, mean, I mean, we have a release date for it. February and everything. have date yes. officially? Yep. Okay, so since we already have the April. release date, if they didn't announce it, the release date, then that would be fine. Uh, you know what we could see uh, is Outer Worlds.
0: Yeah, I mean that's... the date is not... Announced it the date has not been announced. I want to see that also running on the switch They've already said that they're gonna do it on the switch show it running and give
1: us a date And I think that is very much feasible. Yeah for that as well as doom eternal Because they delayed that that hasn't released.
0: Yet. Yeah, that was also another delayed
1: another delayed game And it's gonna be coming out on the other consoles this year early this year relatively early this year
0: and I and I thought for some reason um yeah, that was all Right. Yeah. Now that I'm remembering it was they were delayed on all consoles, right? Yeah. Yeah Yeah, yeah that's because
1: yeah, Bethesda has been doing nothing but falling on their face over and over again Yeah, and they finally got smart and decided to hey quality. Is yeah,
0: quality. let's 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 hold the brake. You know pump the brakes here. Let's slow it down. Let's figure stuff out quality over quantity yeah. f- for sure um I want I want a release date on Crosscode. Uh I, I just kind of looked that up yes. to make sure that we didn't have that. We don't we don't have that. Uh a game I'm, another game I'm kind of interested in is called Eastward. Um uh, yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of a Zelda-esque um RPG um with uh, co-op type type of thing.
1: It's like a what's the word for hipster
0: Hipster Army. <laughs> yes, it's very hipster. Uh, so, yeah, I'd like to see some uh, more information on that as well as sports story. Uh, sports, I, I, story? Uh,
1: yeah, sports story? Yeah,
0: sports story. So, yeah, a little more indie stuff. Decent more, East indie stuff.
1: Yeah, well, they did do the indie stuff in December. Um, yeah, with the indie world. The big one was Axiom Verge 2, which showed nothing.
0: No. Um, it doesn't really tickle my
1: fancy. So you know what? It's Axiom Verge 2. Mm-hmm. I am happy as a clam. Uh, the only thing about Axiom Verge 2 is that the art style looked like it is very, very
0: different. Did did it? Yeah,
1: from the first did you play Axiom Verge 1? No. It is fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's like you take Metroid and you take Contra, and those games were already pretty similar, and you just smash it together. Like, but you're taking audio of Contra, which the audio of Contra is awesome. Mm-hmm. And and then you're also adding like a little bit of like that horror metroid like original metroid okay. like alien type of vibe uh sound sure uh to the music to it it's just axiom verge is really really good it's like an excellent metroid game hmm. one of the best
0: so a second one you want a little more on that
1: well oh they did some really interesting stuff in axiom verge
0: and also the story it's you said they it is just one person it right? is just one person. okay but that's a, that's crazy
1: but uh, that one person didn't like make you know self publish it
0: right he did everything. He went through a publisher no no he went, did it went through a
1: publisher <laughs> uh, but and i'm i'm assuming it's not one person again that would be ludicrous if
0: it's, yeah if it's just that i one mean one he's kind of got a little bit of a reputation now so maybe he's got more well, he, pe-
1: he certainly got a bank because of the success of Axiom Verge and he put that
0: on everything i yeah, mean yeah yeah
1: exactly so he's He's got a bank. He's got a fund. He's probably got some people working for him, so that's why I'm saying they now. Uh, but either way, uh, uh, the, the original had some interesting stuff, especially story. The, sp- the story is weird and kind of goes into like some weird stuff uh, that I couldn't quite figure out. It, uh, it kind of leaves off suggesting that you need to play through again to get more of the story. Huh. So when you beat the game, the ending, it kind of kind of I a suggest that new game you, you plus need to ish. play again okay. in order to and potentially play the, play the game again like quicker like get get the good ending by speed, by speed running. running type of stuff uh, but the game is absolutely phenomenal okay. it, it is a great quality game uh, so that was very exciting uh, there was a few other games on that december indie stuff but nothing really like
0: Yeah there was a super mash that I think we talked about um, yeah. uh, which is really kind of an interesting thing um I don't think we're going to get that though cuz it's been too no. long.
1: We're certainly going to get some indies.
0: That's going to happen. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, but I think we need some big hitters here because It's been too long. It's been way too long. What was the last time
1: we had like a big like was that September?
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so we're we're talking like 5 months. Yeah, there's no roadmap here. We got we got nothing for yeah. the this year for for the bigger titles, especially Nintendo IP. Yeah.
1: So here's here's what I think. Uh there's certainly going to be at least one out of nowhere surprise.
0: Well, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke. There is a Nintendo IP, it's Animal Crossing. Sure. Uh, so yeah, yeah. yeah that's so that, their, be in there. that's theirs, yeah.
1: We do know about that. Uh, and we do know about other ones, we just don't know when they're gonna come out, like Breath of the Wild 2, mm-hmm. Metroid Prime 4, etc. Uh, what I am expecting is at least one big Nintendo. Surprise. Surprise, At yeah. At least one big third-party surprise.
0: And a surprise available now. You know, surprise. Some, some shadow
1: drops here and there. Um, and what I think uh, could potentially be a thing is there have been those rumors of that Star Fox racing game.
0: Oh, yeah. Which, that's, oh, which F- is not <laughs> a Star
1: Fox game. I think it's actually an F-Zero game. All right. And I think what Nintendo did was did a little bit of, like, uh, manipulation manipulation of information <laughs> uh, and to figure out who was leaking what. And someone said, oh, yeah, Star Fox Grand Prix thing. And you
0: know. Yeah, Star Fox Grand Prix really doesn't make any sense to me. Not at all.
1: But also, Star Fox Adventure didn't make much sense
0: to <laughs> Right. But that was just an overall terrible game. Yeah.
1: Uh, and Retro has been quiet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I
1: mean, Dark Kong, the port of Tropical Freeze, couldn't have taken up that much time both no.
0: before and after. But they're also working uh, Metroid.
1: But they just got assigned Metroid a year ago.
0: Right. So yeah, I don't know. What I... were
1: they working on all this time? I mean, Tropical Freeze was done on, done on the Wii U. Right. Since Tropical Freeze finishing on the Wii U up till now, and yes, they did work on some, like, uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, or Mario Kart 8 stuff, tracks they were working on, like, course design, stuff like that. They did work on other stuff, right? Uh, but what's the big game that they've been working on, which is probably done
0: mm-hmm.
1: and not Metroid Prime 4? I think there's something there. If, if there isn't, what they have been working on is the Metroid Prime
0: Trilogy all right port yeah. to the switch so they're already in the Metroid universe
1: yeah because they do need to um, the trilogy added to the motion control so they need to undo that <laughs> and then especially on Metroid Prime 3 they need to really undo that
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I agree yeah because that was uh unless they can refine it to a point where it's like well they,
1: they would have to or, add or in the an motion. option control yeah right
0: right. If they if they were to
1: able to do that, then that would be stuff fun.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Once again, I don't think that takes you know three four years.
0: No, no, to no, do no, 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 no,
1: They're definitely working on something.
0: Yeah, uh, one other thing or two other things. Bravely Default two. I want to see more of that if that's at all possible. And another Square Enix thing is uh, Crystal Chronicles. Um, you know, give that
1: me that is probably gonna. I w- I can definitely see that happening because its release should be coming soon. Right. And, uh, they only, sh- the last time they showed it was what, E3?
0: Yep. Where they had, where they showed, they showed a lot. They showed, uh, Final Fantasy, um... Eight? Yeah, and but they showed a bunch of them, didn't, didn't they?
1: No, 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 they showed a bunch of them, that was
0: before E3. Oh, that was the that direct E3 before, three, okay. They showed eight. Uh, I don't know, I don't remember the order. They showed uh, a bunch. But, you know, Crystal Chronicles was also, you know, yeah. that was... Was on the list, so Square Enix. Maybe there's some other hidden, hidden thing in there. Who, who knows? Um, Wasn't but,
1: there like some left out of left field RPG of sorts that we are missing?
0: It's a possibility. Uh, I know uh, there was another tactical game, Dark Crystal. No. oh yeah dark crystal was one
1: i don't think they're going to show that again no unless it's uh they have a release date to coincide with it and mm-hmm. it might already have a release date
0: no i think they have a release window of like a month uh of that that's about it so
1: looking forward to it uh you know the quality the polish needs to be there in order for it to be yeah i mean
0: from product. what i i mean i'm very interested in it it's just it it doesn't look like you were mentioning that it doesn't have that polish yeah so, I, I, don't I, I don't know.
1: I looked at, you know, a decent amount at their uh, gameplay mechanics and, and how the game, like, played out, the UI design and stuff like that. And it, it, it gets the job done.
0: Just, yeah, I think there's room for improvement, though. There's uh, always I don't room know. for improvement. Yeah.
1: Oh, you know what could come out of left field? And could is actually a very reasonable thing. A
0: Mario vs. Rapids too. Oh, yeah. Okay. I would accept that, too. I, I enjoy. Well, I enjoyed the first yeah. one there.
1: I didn't play the the Donkey Kong. I didn't. Expansion.
0: No, I didn't play that either. But I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. The game with, was. The game was great.
0: With Ubisoft.
1: With Ubisoft, uh, especially if they add in more depth, because it. it, it yeah. Like, yeah. Um, a not rudimentary. Not necessarily uh, with the combat, although a little bit more depth to the combat certainly welcome. But I think more so with the exploration part. Yeah, well, it was a little bit too linear. Yeah, it was
0: very linear. Yeah, yeah, it was very linear. Um, but that's going to do it for today. Already? That's oh, yeah. Yeah, that's going to do it. Um um I'm sorry. I'm going to go over some of the upcoming RPGs. I am like way off base here. What is going on? Upcoming right. upcoming RPGs, we have January 6th Invisible Fist. Uh that is a uh tr- if I remember That's already out. Yes. That was out two days ago. Yep. My goodness. Invisible Fist is kind of a, I think it's a card based, um, postmodern type of game. Uh, very, very different. It's got a really different, unique uh, aesthetic to it. Uh, that came out January 6th. Check that out. January 10th is Aboriginous, uh, which we are covering. I will have a video up for that at some point. It is a pixel art platforming RPG. Um, it got an interesting name. Yes, aboriginal, and it's kind of what you what you think it's kind of got the uh, caveman. Ooh, those graphics are not good. Yeah, no, it's not good at all. It is a very uh inex- inexpensive <laughs> game. I think the game is um Oh, stay away. The game is about $5 hairs. Oh. And uh, maybe on sale soon. <laughs> um but yeah, it is a pixel art uh platforming RPG. If you could go back. It is an MVP. Not. Minimum viable product. Okay. And then we have January 14th. We have the Atelier Dusk Trilogy. This is three different games. Uh, The trilogy can be purchased. I think it runs about $90. $90. Uh, but the trilogy, they truly—they can be purchased separately. Um, it can be purchased. I think they run maybe twenty-five, thirty dollars each. Very good uh, animation. Um, um, but if you're familiar with the Atelier series, you're—you're—you're going to be feel right at home with this game, these games. Um, these
1: are all story-heavy games.
0: Very narrative-driven uh, yeah. games. Uh, the combat is is nice, but you know the the characters, uh, people fall in love with the characters there. So, um, I think. I think very worthwhile to at least get one of them. Um, but getting the whole trilogy can be uh, quite a monetary burden. Uh, but, you know, it, it, they, they are very good games. And then we have uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions FE Encore. <sighs> I got uh, it. Sharp uh, FE, FE Sharp FE Encore plus <laughs> Definitive Complete Edition. Yes. Uh, that is January 17th. And uh so it essentially what does it have Fire Em characters in Tokyo I that's, I don't need That's what the FE is for. Yeah, I'm not very familiar with this uh with this um RPG. Uh, I know that Tokyo Mirage sessions. Is it an RPG? Uh whatever. Uh, I'm not going to get into that now. It
1: has a turn-based combat system. So it
0: has a turn-based combat system. But I don't think that, that makes means it an RPG. that makes it an RPG. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know.
1: Uh, You can, there is a hub world that you can kind of move around. They do have, like... uh, NPCs. uh, To what extent?
0: So, it's an RPG uh, coming out January 17th. And that's really the biggest game for this month.
1: It's weird. It's very (laughs) weird. Uh, Potentially not in a good way.
0: (laughs) I I think it it has its its audience, uh, for sure. It has the 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 uh, character creation um, or the uh, the char- creation of the uh, enemies character all that design. character design that's the word I'm yep. looking for uh, they're all very 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 different very Japanese uh, very Japanese again in um, the wrong ways well not not really I mean some people they're just over say, the
1: top it's
0: that's just the way things right, are. if you
1: like having your beloved Fire Emblem characters be like Redrawn, redesigned in an over the tap ridiculous manner. Then this is right up your alley. And if you want to combine that with an American Idol presentation uh, <laughs> uh, with bad uh, J-poppy music, then this is your this is your shtick. This is this is your thing.
0: And I'm sure they're out there. Yeah, now, I know for a fact that Evan uh, SwitchRPG.com. Uh, really is is wanting this game or wanting this game in in the worst way <sighs> <laughs> but i mean it, it's not for me uh but i i think it's a i think it's it's a very different game
1: it's it's a dungeon crawler
0: yep mm-hmm.
1: that's that's what the game is it's a dungeon crawler uh you're not gonna get I, I doubt you're gonna get an interesting story um you're definitely gonna get a weird world with mm-hmm. with antics galore. We're looking at lots of video of this game. So. Uh, it's not a bad game. That much is said. It's just an acquired taste. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's going to do it for the month of Jan- uh, I'm sorry, the week ahead uh, for RPGs yep. coming out. Um, and that is actually going to do it uh, yes. for today's episode. We are
1: officially going to end it. We're not going to bring up anything else. Uh, will,
0: will you? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just getting you to the part. <laughs> uh, but first and foremost, I want to make sure that everyone uh, can um, go to patreon.com slash switchrpg. Uh, it helps keep the site ad-free if possible. Also, don't forget, you can find us on Twitter, at SwitchRPG. And one thing I, uh, that we never do is promote our own personal socials. So if you wanted to go ahead and, and do that, I think we should do that every week.
1: Yeah, we probably should.
0: Yeah, go Here's ahead. Here's Here's an ad <laughs> Check
1: me out on uh, Facebook and Twitter uh, or on uh, the same name.com. Uh, so punk the studios on Facebook, on Twitter uh, there's discord channel for it. Uh, also punk the uh, That's me. That's my company. So
0: very good. Um, you can find me on Twitter at the nerd basement. Um, I am on, instagram as well less now i used to post a lot of stuff that was in my basement um so you can find me on on instagram i guess as well at the nerd basement but mostly on twitter um as well as the discord channel i think you can find both of us there so very good and that's going to wrap up today's episode for the switch rpg podcast thank you so much for listening and thank you everyone who sent in their questions and comments. We actually did get one, nice. Uh, keep them coming, remember you can listen to the show each and every week, mostly each and every week, at switchrpg.com on your, or on your uh, favorite podcast listening app. If you listen on an app, please give us a rating and review. We'd like to climb up those charts, if possible, so your support there would be amazing. And finally, you can head over to switchrpg.com for all your RPG ne- needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time. I'll see you around. Bye.